0: Something I knew how to do the pick a card trick once. Get home out home. of
1: here. Oh man. I mean, so not
0: cool. I didn't know how to do it well. How did they do I it? knew I how know. to do it. I mean, I could There's I mean, there's a few different ways to do it. I used to have a book that would say all well, like And please leave this in. I don't know when you're going to put this in the uh, in the recording, but put it in at some point. I had a fucking magic book that would give you all these tricks. I only remember one of them. And I don't think I can remember doing it that well. It was the, you know, <laughs> it's like the pick your card thing. The key is to like, kind of, to take the, co- uh, take put the card at the bottom, but also uh-huh. then shuffle it, but shuffle it in a way that it's not like one card over the other. Like you do it in like, you know, like splitting decks, you take a whole sure. bunch and you put it in with each other. And at the beginning, you should have been looking at what were the two cards at the bottom And so you basically kind of fold them out, figure out which card uh, or figure out the card that was the one that you memorize. And then the card to like the right or left of it was the one, was the card that they picked. That's the only magic trick I know.
2: And you're going to do it for us right now.
0: I already did it, but mentally.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Mentally. Yeah. Even though this is audio, we can like, being like narrated as you're performing it for us. Oh,
0: that's Uh, right. This is audio. So right now I'm pulling five rabbits out of my baseball cap right now. (laughs) Um, And the rabbits are then pulling out mice out of their hats. It's a crazy thing that's happening.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You could have like totally lied with this. Uh, No, I mean, mean, I feel as Uh, though uh, we, uh, the three of us could do like a whole Ted talk and, put her in her whole Vegas show and steal money um I feel amped after after watching these but uh these these four horsemen really do look like they're performing TED talks that's all I can think (laughs) about which is very funny where it's like it does look like a very modern setup yet like it's um like the sleekness of it all
0: oh should we start the podcast I I know I kind of derailed us at the very (laughs) beginning but we should probably start the podcast
1: yeah we should
2: Hello and welcome to *Exiting Through the 2010s*, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me is Chloe Williams, uh, who I'm—I'm I'm actually going to just assume that you're going to explain how this whole episode was done at the very end of it, like you do a, a heist in a magic act.
0: Yeah. Um... I'll, I'll just, I'll just spoil it real quick, you know, long story short, uh, audio, that was it, that's how we, that's how we're making yeah. this podcast, that's how we're doing it, is through audio, so I think,
2: yeah, it's not like complicated, it's crazy, no, it's just like, wow, no, no. oh my god, that's
0: the, that's the magic, like, oh that's the, god. that's the magic, is uh these mics right here, uh, <laughs> they're doing all the work for us, we don't have to do yeah. a single
2: thing, <laughs> And it's and it's like, you you know, I really wish that we could say we're the only ones that could do what we do. But it's like anybody can, anybody
1: can do this. It's, uh,
2: it's I like mean, no.
0: but we do it in a way that is pretty special. Yes.
2: Huh? hope so.
0: <laughs> like, who's making a movie podcast? There's no one making these. Right. Movies, there's, no, there's no There's literally
2: no other movie podcast. And I was, like, very surprised by that.
0: Yeah, and it's like, no movie podcasts have like themes or specific eras they go through. It's all very like, you know, it's wide open space. We're just dominating it right now. No,
2: <laughs> no, no. And we're the only, we're the only ones to come up with this idea. Um, thankfully, I guess, I guess on the bright side of that, I guess uh, who under 25 or stressing now, I guess there's not that many that come to mind for me. Uh, we occupy oh, that space no. at least, right? I don't. I, mean, I don't know
0: people's age. I don't. I don't know how uh, old anyone is.
2: I guess no. I, I guess you're right there. I'm assuming uh, that people have, haven't been that explicit about they're not under 25. The blank check guys
0: ache. are 22. Fun fact: they're like 22 <laughs> years old.
2: <laughs> the blank check guys are 14. I mean, can't, I know. Yeah, can't it's be, crazy. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> that's we that's hate not, movies guys 12 years old. How did this get? You made? know. They're
2: like seven. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Film spotting—is that one? Yeah. Is that is that the one? I can't keep yeah, track I love of all film of them. F- Yeah, film spotting. Film spotting. Yeah, they're five year olds.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the critics from Next Picture Show—they're like they're thirteen. <laughs> we just—we can keep going. We'll do this yeah. for like an hour.
0: <laughs> I mean, I actually I've uh. run out. I don't listen to movie <laughs> podcasts, so I, I, I've run out. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Are there more? <laughs> I thought that was it.
2: Yeah, uh, we could say the almost major guys. You know, they're—they're they're
0: actually seventy-two.
2: Yeah, they're sitting right there. just going the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, no, they're, they're 72. Charlie is 72 years old, and no matter what he tells you, he is 72 years
2: old.
0: Yeah. Brighton yeah. actually, brighton 180. It's nuts. Yeah. Those Canadians, yeah, man. Nuts. They just don't age. Yeah.
2: They live forever. They're in normal. Yeah.
0: Kevin, he's our age. He's like, yeah, he's like
1: 20 <laughs> 22. Yeah. You just reduced
2: him. Yeah. Uh, nice banter. I thought we did great there. Uh, why don't we get not related to
0: the movie at all? But no, know, no, it, not, that's, not that's, at all. That's, that's no. usually it. I mean, it was just banter, <laughs> yeah, <it's> and then <laughs> <laughs> we figure it out. No, I we mean stumble we, our way
2: into. This isn't a complicated get, podcast. No, you know. What have we been watching recently? Is I will start this off.
0: Uh Peyton, do you have any?
2: Yeah, PR is back. Hey, What what we have you <laughs>
0: here
3: um i've been in my tv era so i've been watching the boys i watched like the entirety of the boys in the past like two and a half weeks
1: good for you so i haven't been yeah
3: thank you we love a little a bit bunch. of an accomplishment
1: yeah
3: um but no i like i don't know the last time i watched a movie i think the last movie i watched was the remake of the Stepford wives with nicole kidman
2: oh how is that that's frank oz isn't it that's so interesting
3: yeah and glenn close was in it randomly it was interesting i like the original more but it was a good past the time movie it's like 78 minutes or something crazy
2: Mm. oh okay well all right well you have to be more interested now than i was before Seventy. yeah uh, Uh, this podcast is longer than that movie and that's very very doable um yeah yeah and uh that I, I think that um, Step for Wives is mid to early 2000s Renicole, where it's like, you know, she won right. an Oscar. And that's famously like the run of movies like that and um, Bewitched, where it's like you mm-hmm. have an Oscar now. And then what do you do next? And the project she chooses, like range from like, OK to bad. Right. From, like, it was before her
3: at, wig uh, era, that's for sure. It was,
2: like, it was actually in the middle of the wig era, because like thinking about winning... Uh, like the Oscar for playing uh, Virginia Wolf, and doesn't one of our movie. friends have
0: a whole essay about all the Nicole Kidman wigs?
2: Yeah, uh, Jahan Bastia, uh, her piece on Vulture is really really funny. Okay, oh that's not. Well, and and also should terrible. shout out uh, Kidman Manifesto Sam Hearst podcast. Um, okay, okay, jokes, yeah. Um,
0: I just, I, you know, it's one of those things you just you ever just like hear a thing and you're like, oh yeah, there's been like five, I know, and I know someone who wrote an essay about that. Like I, <laughs> one of my friends wrote something about that. It's a yeah. weird phenomenon where you're just like, there's a, make a connection. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I know someone, a writer who wrote about that. And that was published. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's online. People read we can look it. at yeah, it exactly. Right yeah. Like I, like it's, it's crazy. It's only this podcast that <laughs> has made me have that kind of thought process. It's where it's <laughs> right. like, uh, you know, Black Hat is blah 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 the best Michael Mann movie. Oh yeah, I know like five people who got published writing that just off the top <laughs> of my head, and I talk to those people. Like it, yeah. it's it's bizarre, and I'm not a writer. I have had zero things published. You <laughs> yet I know yet I know a bunch of them. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Peyton, I, for the boys, I, I do have uh. One question. Uh how did you feel yeah. about Patton Oswald's performance?
2: Ooh, Patton's in there, that's fun.
3: Patton Oswald. Yeah, why you're not gonna remember
0: because he's not what? actually there. He's a voice.
3: Okay. I was like, why do I not recall Patton Oswald being in it? I feel like I would have remembered that. He plays he the
0: deep he plays the deep skills. You know his oh. gills that talk that that ha- when he has having a psychological breakdown, his gills Pam just start Tommy. talking to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Do you know what I'm so, talking about the Pam and Tommy dick talking scene? That's exactly what it reminded me of.
0: I have not seen Pam and Tommy. No. That's not no, really I... a
3: spoiler. But oh, he okay. does talk to his dick. And it's And it's voiced oh, by no, Pat Naschall? No, it's voiced by someone
2: <laughs> I'm am ki- kidding. I'm just kidding. I know that's really
0: funny <laughs> Can you though. Imagine that.
3: Yeah. That would be sick. But it's voiced by someone more iconic, but I'm forgetting his name.
0: Keith Oh, Davis.
3: mitsukas Oh, what's his first name? Oh my God, Jason, Jason Manzukus. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a shrieky dick.
3: Him.
2: Talk about yeah. someone who like I would love to have on this. Hey, hey, I'm your dick. Hey, like that's <laughs>
3: honestly a pretty good impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it reminds I had me of that in the, the back I...
2: pocket too. It reminds <laughs> me of Hannibal Burris voicing the the bumblebee and Nice guys that we talked about. Oh, it's
0: so mm. fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs>
2: hey man, look at the road. <laughs>
0: Um, But, Jack, to describe to you Patton Oswalt's role in The Boys is... So, you know, like, Aquaman, right? You know the character Aquaman?
2: Yeah, big guy, you know. Yeah, like Jason Momoa, shirt. blah, blah, yeah,
0: blah. He has the power to control fish. The <laughs> Boys' parody Aquaman. of Aquaman is called The Deep. And The Deep, on like, basically in his ribcage, has actual, like, fish gills. They look gross. But he has actual fish gills. And he's very self-conscious about it. Well, at one point in Season 2... The gill does, I think, acid or some kind of hallucinogenic, uh, and his gills start talking to him about how bad of a person he is, and those gills are voiced by Patton Oswalt.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, That's really Patton I Oswalt grills him. him. I know, it's crazy, but like it, Patton Oswalt grills him about his toxic masculinity
1: <laughs>
0: through his gills. That yes. the reason why I had to ask that question, Peyton, was because that's the perfect—that's the perfect encapsulation of how I can describe what the show is. Is that at one point yeah. a superhero has his gills grill him about his toxic masculinity and his history of sexual abuse?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very fair way to sum it up. At least, like the mm-hmm. the aura of the show.
0: Exactly the the uh, genesis, not the genesis, um, the thesis, if you will.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And I just love that it's Chase Crawford, like stereotypical early two thousands hot guy, Chase Crawford. Yeah.
0: He's like a younger Casper Van Beek. Not Casper Van Beek, uh, no, uh
3: James Casper
0: Van Der Beek. James Vanderbeek, thank you. Jesus Christ. James Vanderbeek. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's that we for got some there. reason we got Chase there. Crawford and uh, can, uh J- I already forgot the name I and mean, you literally just said it. Oh,
3: James Vanderbeek. Claims.
0: James James Vanderbeek, yeah, those are the those two remind me of each other for some reason. I couldn't tell you why.
3: Yeah, I think it makes sense.
2: They came out in a similar
0: era. Came about. No, 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 no. J- Chase is much younger, I think.
3: Uh, like different. Think, they're the same. It's like an evolution for different eras.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm getting. Yeah. Thank you, Peyton. You should time. just come on the podcast more and like basically explain, explain. What, what the fuck I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to say. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'll just be, like, in the back, like, producing, being yeah. like, actually,
0: Clay. This is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, This is you.
2: what you actually mean. Like,
3: this is what you think <laughs> you're saying. Uh,
0: you know the thought you're having, and you know how you're not articulating that well? This is what you're actually thinking.
3: I'm going to step in really quick.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, I've been watching nothing. I've caught up... i finally caught up on evil. I'm all eviled up.
1: i yeah. uh, evil. I'm evil, evil. Uh,
0: evil's good. It's on evil Paramount. Cult. I have finally bought paramount plus i i don't i know this is insane (laughs) i know they actually have a good deal going on it's like 12 i think it's like 13 bucks for paramount plus and showtime like together um and no ads for paramount plus either so i was like i was already paying for showtime so i'm like fuck it. i'll just do this
1: yeah
0: um but yeah evil's great my culture is hot um a lot of a lot of Christianity stuff going on in there. And as someone who is not interested in Christianity, it's a lot of fun. I, I've, mm-hmm. I, I, It's basically just like, it's like Christianity porn for like agnostics and atheists who are just like, ooh, so this is what would happen if God existed. Interesting. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't, but you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. it was like a fact, like, we know for sure there is a he God. He is, he is, you know, a Christian God. There, You know, he yeah. exists. There are devils. There's Lucifer, blah, blah, blah. It's in I don't know I always I've talked about this before because i've been talking about the show non-stop it's where it's just one of those things where it's like I don't know it's interesting just to take I mean it's fantasy in, in general but like to take something that's so hotly debated and just say no it's fact it's factual that you know it religion exists all of those mm-hmm. things exist and you it's almost to as if it little was little like religion
2: it. as science like science is as uh right like concrete as religion if
0: you're and I have not watched x-files but People who have, have described it to me that if you like yeah, X-Files, you will like, it. you will like evil. That's the thing. It's about, it's basically the intersection, the evil is about the intersection of spirituality, psychology, and actual physical science. And how those three different perspectives are shown, uh, concerning a miraculous, uh, crazy case of like people coming back to life, you know, haunted, haunted houses, that kind of shit. It's really great procedural television, um. And it is fun. That is my take on evil. It's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, I'm now waiting patiently till next Sunday where I, another episode comes out and I, I'm full and I'm happy. Oh, Miss Marvel. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to shout out. Miss Marvel's really fucking good. I know it's another Marvel. Sh- I know it's like MCU shit. I know it's another Disney. I know. I
2: know your checks stuff. in the mail, right? Disney. I know, United and I know I know, 10, I know, I know, I you know. <laughs> real fast. And- I
0: truly, I, I, I fucking hate that they've. That they've basically kind of how do I say this? Everyone's so sick of them, and rightfully so. I mean, depending. I I like MCU stuff, but I don't. I'm not going to defend it. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, that was secretly a masterpiece. No, fuck mm-hmm. that shit. Um, <laughs> it was good. I liked it, but I'm not. But there's no like actual like necessarily quality to defend. It's more of yeah. like you're either in it or you're not. Um, uh, most Marvel's legitimately good if it's legitimately heartwarming. Uh main actress is incredible. It's really charming. It's really fun. It's really enjoyable. It's a white watch. Uh, it's has actual color in it. It's not all gray. It's really, it has actual personality and creative decisions within it. I would recommend Miss Marvel, even though I know it's me, it's somewhat, it's some person recommending something Marvel related. I know it's, it, 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 they don't need more money. They don't need more viewership. I understand, but I would, I think it's really good. It's bet it's the, maybe in, it's coming. It's approaching. To be the best thing they've ever done to me like it's like tv really show close. or movie yeah i really wow. i'm i think it's i think it's tremendous truly i am really enjoying it it's so it's so much fun I, I have just a big old smile on my face every time i watch it um so yeah i would recommend and the fact it. that, that your precious night
2: just ended or relatively just it's it's interesting to see like this is their this is their tv fellow. i'm not mistaken yes
0: it is and okay. it's okay. And it's like, the, yeah, it, and it's not doing great viewership-wise compared to all of their other shit, but it's still doing okay.
2: Yeah, and that makes sense. Just, like, new quantity. And, you know.
0: But if, if you were, like, if you wanted, like, the Spider-Man movies to be more high school-like and more, like, kind of kid and, you know, have more, like, imagination and wonder, one like, you, if you wanted a better Spider-Man Homecoming, in a way, this is the show for you.
2: Oh, that's interesting. That's my take. Yeah, because like, I remember when Homecoming was uh, was new, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's like a John Hughes movie." And it's like, why <laughs> <laughs> it can't it has to be a Spider Man movie? It can't be something with like you know, with like heart. And,
0: no, um, this, this this is generally really good, and really solid. That's that's my take. You know, take it or leave mm-hmm. it. I know people are so by it's the Marvel stuff, it. and rightfully so. Yeah, uh, right. that's 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 my opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for an episode down the No, I was just gonna say quickly, like I can't wait for an episode down the future and you're just like, guys, Thor and Love Thor Love and Thunder, like that is the shit movie of the year. Like, could you imagine that? Like (laughs) it's like, well, no, you're actually a show by that. Like like Miss Marvel is actually not gonna be like a legit. Right,
0: right, right. I had Thursday night tickets for Thor Love and Thunder. Then I saw some of the then I saw some of the reactions to it and I was like, I think I'm gonna wait. I'm
2: gonna wait on this. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Disney Plus is right there and, uh, uh, Yeah, I finished Severance By the time This and the last episode Is coming out It's tremendous um, Believe the hype uh, I'm like several months late to this But it's it's tremendous um, I, I I'm like not very clever With like the world building And the clues that are hidden Throughout the show and I think that's okay, because, like, the characters are just so intelligently written, and, like, the visuals are so, so good. I loved, or maybe i already said this, I loved Escape, Escape of Denimora, uh the other TV show directed by Ben Stiller, and this one is just as good, if not better. Like, the fact that this wasn't adapted from something, or wasn't like a continuation from something else, this was just a new idea, is pretty remarkable to me. Um. Yeah, Severance is it's great, and I'm starting the staircase after this
3: for another... Oh, the staircase was good. Yeah, yeah. See, I've, you, I've you watch TV.
0: You watch TV.
3: Okay. Yeah. Fair. I'm like I'm in my TV sort of state because yeah. of something I usually don't have tolerance to like commit to a TV show, but lately I haven't had tolerance to commit to movies. But I did watch the staircase. I watched it with Emily Jacobs and my roommate. Um, who has been on Bucks, the podcast? Bucks before. super fan, Milwaukee yeah, Bucks yeah. Super, super fan. fan. <laughs> um, but have you seen the docu series?
2: I ha- I have not, but I've um, not seen it. But I remember it being on uh, Dateline. I listened to Dateline as a podcast. And,
3: um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh,
2: um, and, and, it was, and same thing with girl from Plainville, where I was like, wait, I remember hearing the story. Um, and then the show is like. She was like, this needs to speed it up. Like, we do not need to spend eight hours yeah. on this one
3: case. I watched the docu-series for the full case, like, whenever it came out a couple of years ago. And Colin Firth is one of those actors that I I've always known who Colin Firth is. I don't think I've ever seen a Colin Firth movie, still to this day, that I can consciously mm-hmm. think of. Maybe he's been in something that I am not recalling. But like I've always known who he is, and like I have this very like preppy idea of Colin Firth, and then right. seeing him in the staircase, absolutely nailing the performance and the voice of this guy in the documentary was fucking scary. It was freaking me out. It was uncanny. He did like a really really good job. Yeah. so I he's recommend- one of those people. Tony just needs to be like- also,
2: jo- oh yeah, or. Tony Collette's excellent. Um, I've only gone through the first episode. I
1: mm-hmm.
2: really really like it. Um it's just one of the the shows that I'm actually interested in because we've gotten so many right now. that are like ripped from the headline. Like you've seen Mm -hmm. the docu series or the, um, the Dateline episode before, but now like here's a pretty sweet group of actors, like sinking their teeth into these parts. And it's like, there's just so many within like three months where it's it's HBO
0: has been unstoppable lately. Like absolutely on a (laughs) fucking tear between yeah. you know like last really ever since HBO Max
2: launched in the pandemic it's like they've been right. pretty consistent
0: no matter how much like shit they get and rightfully so for some of their business decisions um like they have been absolutely fucking murdering it with television like between last season of succession we own the city that was very very
2: very yeah he did nothing wrong still Uh, No,
0: he did. No,
2: we're not. He did a lot of things wrong.
0: Absolutely,
3: he absolutely did a lot of things wrong. Jack's like, I don't know. He seems like
2: kind of a cool
0: guy.
1: No,
2: guys, yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
3: yeah. Um, but God, no. This past season was insane.
2: This really, really special. Um, Yeah, really nothing like that. I don't, I don't think it's, it's like
3: one of my favorite television finales of all time that I can think of. When I think of my favorites, I think of season three Succession, mm-hmm. I think of this past Barry finale, and the finale of like Sharp Objects. Even though that was a limited mm-hmm. series, so it's a little different. But that yeah, all of those was were HBO.
0: Objects. All yeah. of those were HBO.
3: Yeah, yeah, shit. Well, okay, Dexter season four. Right.
0: right. I'm, <laughs> well, well I wasn't. Four comes to mind I wasn't too. saying that to be like. <laughs> You need to pick another show. I'm just like that's how yeah. good HBO has been. It's like no, of I I feel like that's a redundant take, but recently if just like compared to every other streaming mm. service that just puts out so much garbage that it's like. like really just like damn, they just can't fucking miss
2: right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: and to bring it back to Severance for, for once more, um, the ending to Severance I really like uh because it feels like there's a few threads that are still up in the air, but yet you could take and and it's not like one step in one step out of being a series finale like i think it's very committed to bringing more mysteries and to bringing the characters back and being like a very concrete season finale which is like pretty cool to see where it's like oh like maybe we're a series, maybe we're not and it's like this clearly has an idea behind it
3: right i need to watch severance that's been it's that's yeah i also really need eye to eye watch
1: Severance.
2: can't recommend it enough um
3: i've just been looking for, for a movie,
0: shows where there's... i can oh go ahead
2: have you seen, the, have you picked out a new uh, procedural? Well, that's
0: the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I talked to Jack, like, was it was like Tuesday and I was just like, yeah, me and him were in a, a video conference uh, and I was like, I'm ever, after I finished evil, I'm just like, I want a procedural, man. I just want something to just like, and not like a real shitty one, but just like one where I can just kind of like, that's quality, but I don't need to put too much attention into. So I'm, I haven't done, I haven't done my research yet, but I'm going to trying to look for one yeah if anyone I has recommend a suggestion you broad up. yeah broad I mean, church that's a good
2: one if you don't start it uh you know we'll have to have a conversation
0: I right i mean i love i mean <laughs> david Tennant is my boy so it, it makes sense why i would do that
2: yeah no no, you know no they it, did yeah.
0: a re, you know they did an american television show remake of broad church
2: i did and i stopped there i was like right exactly
0: no one watched it but it You're happened like, almost enough. immediately
2: that's it's enough, so it's yeah.
0: bizarre <laughs> Like, literally, it happened... It was, like, a two- or three-year difference between the original show airing in, in England and it being a hit to an American one, but this... Not, but it was... And David Tennant reprised his role, but it, with an American accent, and uh, was it Anna... Anna Gunn? Or who who played... um Who played Skyler in um, Breaking Bad? I have uh, no idea
1: what... I think it is...
2: I think it is Anna Gunn.
0: Whatever. Her... Her was Olivia Coleman's role, but it was a bizarre, and it was on Fox, and it flopped. It was dead on arrival. It's very weird. I think it was called Graceland or something, not Graceland. Uh, Grace, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's all I got. All right, Jack. What movies have you been watching?
2: Oh yeah, no, I I really liked this one documentary from the '80s called "The Decline of Western Civilization," uh, the Western years or the Metal years. Um, it's it's just like a uh, snapshot in in time of like these grunge artists in the punk scene and sort of like what their life goals are aside from rock and roll but then like who actually has a life goal outside of rock and roll and it's like pretty cool to like hear their their thoughts about like life and love and um and like sobriety and it's it's pretty awesome i i uh, Penelope Sferris made a whole trilogy of um rock and roll documentaries focusing on musicians and what their thoughts are about musical performance and everything outside of their lives concerning it and in this one it's like it gets pretty dark Is like this this one interview with a musician um he can like barely speak to spears because she's asking him all these questions about his life and his mom is sitting right there and he's so drunk and he can like barely mumble out answers after a performing show. And his mom Whoa. is like, oh, you gotta cut it out. And it's just like, oh my God, these people are so sad. And like so many of them have like such life and vigor with them. But then like you get to these parts and you're like, wow.
0: It's <laughs> it kind it's of like, like, does it have like a her smell vibe?
2: Oh, it can. Yeah. Um, but of course, like her smell is like taking inspiration.
0: No, obviously. Time, like,
2: yeah. Ten, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just speaking the like, it's, take inspiration like 10 years ahead of where the documentaries focus uh but I, I think they do yeah um except they don't focus on too many female musicians either it's more
0: interesting yeah huh
2: they're really great they're i think they're all canopy for sure
0: canopy canopy you mean not hoopla the okay. drunk is, piece of this shit this is the cousin. ever
2: <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: jack tries to keep selling me on hoopla and I, I continuously say that's it, garbage
2: it has a it has a good movie selection i don't know garbage
0: uh, it doesn't i'm pretty sure there's some a lot of movies aren't in hd i think a lot of them are in standard definition if i've heard correctly we all you make know sacrifices.
3: what's garbage but incredible is Tubi.
0: be to is good yes. no yeah Tubi is good Tubi yeah. is good Yes. Speaking okay, of you Tubi, can you can hang. Speaking of Tubi, there's two movies we're covering today that are currently uh, on
2: Tubi. Absolutely. Great are they? PR, did you have that in your pocket? Did you have that in your pocket? Oh my God. That's crazy. I love it. <laughs> um, I, I think, I mean, we must have both watched it on Tubi.
0: No, I it. I didn't feel okay, like that. Okay, well, I, I did. <laughs> I own them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you
2: really? Do, do you own, you own some- them? In 4K, um, um, yeah, yeah. steelbook, steelbook 4K. Um, but lovely transition. Why don't we go into the first time that we've you know our relationship with and first time seeing? Now you see me disappearing into smoke.
4: (laughs) Come in close because the more you think you see. Easier
5: it'll be to fool you.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, for our final trick,
4: we are going to rob a bank. On the count of three, you will be teleported through space and time to your bank in Paris. One, two, three.
5: Everyone in this room was a victim of hard times. Some of
4: you lost your homes,
6: your cars, and so tonight,
5: we're going to return some of that money back to you. Thank you, everyone. We are the four horsemen. Good
4: night! Your bank was the distraction while they set up the real trick. I was a $140 million distraction. Who doesn't love a good magic trick? FBI! Hands where I
6: can see them. I don't think I heard you correctly. Did you say magicians robbed the bank?
5: You are going to be played. Right?
6: You have what we in the business like to call nothing up your sleeve. Because if you did, it means that you and the FBI and your friends at Interpol actually believe in magic. First rule of magic, always be the smartest guy in the room. One, two, three, and... Want to know how they did it? Say the magic word. <laughs> A year ago these guys were a bunch of street magicians
1: now they're pulling off amazing
6: robberies and not keeping a single cent for themselves you do realize this is
4: a game played out on a global scale Vegas for just a start this trick was designed a long time ago we are dealing with something
1: far bigger than us
5: we're all here for the same reason
4: we cannot quit now expose them now and destroy them Whatever is about to follow, whatever this grand trick is, please! is really going to amaze. Look closely. Because the closer you think you are, the less you'll actually see.
0: Well, Payton, you Did obviously have to go first since you yeah, okay. since you so barged in with yeah. a gun saying we are doing the now you see me. <laughs> Uh, duology.
1: duology.
3: Yeah. Yes. It sounded um,
2: weird to say the word duology.
0: I know, but we <laughs> said it at the same time. And I like, thought it was funny.
3: To Now <laughs> yeah, You Jinx. See Me. Yeah. No, the first time I saw Now You See Me was when it was in theaters. Um, I think I was 12 or 13. I was in middle school. And I remember me and my friends went to go see it. And it was packed. And for whatever reason, well, actually for an obvious reason, it's an incredible movie. But... <laughs>
2: Um <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a masterpiece among cinema, I remember it's, you know, uh, Magnum it, Opus. Literally, the is Magnum Opus. We know, yeah. It's in the top 100. Yeah, Criterion, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Studied in schools, thesis <laughs> I could write a thesis about it. <laughs> yeah. Um Please
2: do. I would read that in yeah. a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah.
3: I College courses we sit, like, like we're not teaching anything but section. this.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: right. Yeah. We had to sit in the lower sections. So we were like looking up at the movie. But I remember exactly. Clay just acted it out. Full back arch, neck craned skyward. I'm a committed Um,
0: physical performer. I don't know what (laughs) to tell you.
3: He's very method. Um, But I remember the credits rolling and they do that little trick at the end of the movie. And anytime I watch this movie with anyone to this day, when that part starts, when the key gets thrown into the river, I'm like, you guys have to participate. I'm like, everyone in this room has to participate. Because <laughs> they tell you to close your eyes and open on the count of three. And when you open my. the screen, it's black. And it's genius. My it's God. genius. It blew my mind. Is this at the 12, end or the beginning? It old mind. It's at the is this end. at the end? Yeah, it's at the end. It's at the very end of I, the first movie.
2: I
0: watched
1: I can that. just imagine, no
3: like, like, a movie. They say the closer yeah. you look, the less you see—and so they tell you to close your <laughs> eyes and to really focus. But then, when you open your eyes, it's black. You didn't
2: participate, Clay. You didn't follow <laughs> along. I didn't.
3: Clay didn't fucking participate. Clay did not do the assignment. <laughs> I literally—I uh, need I to go, go
2: back to the movie. Exactly. Go back right now.
1: Yeah.
3: We can record this another day.
2: Right. We'll right. We can break. pause. Yeah. Everyone, pause the episode. Clay Clay's gonna out. go back. <laughs>
3: But <laughs> um, so I remember it blowing my mind. So that was the first yeah. time I ever saw it. I have watched it on my... Was it like birthday? an
2: immediate reaction? You were in theaters and you're like, holy fucking shit. This yeah. movie about magicians robbing people of their money. You shot your yeah, cigarette like, in the air and said Yahoo! Right. Pop, sh- sh- pop champagne.
3: Yahoo! Uh, was were the I was like properly a movie fan also. So I was like, man, wow. when people talk yeah. about the Shawshank Redemption, this must be the feeling that they get. <laughs>
2: that's awesome yeah. i love Just it i love it
3: knowing that you've sat there and watched pure excellence i was so mm. excited and i was there with three of my friends we started calling ourselves the four horsemen not even kidding It's sick yeah i um,
0: fucking love that that's like my i think i've i've heard a lot of things in my life that might be my favorite thing i've ever heard
3: to this day i could pull up i can show you the receipts me and my three best friends, our group chat has been called the Four Horsemen for, like, seven years. And I can't, I'm not kidding. I
0: yeah. can't describe to you how happy that makes me. I, it makes it,
3: me very happy, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: it fills me with such euphoria to hear that. That's awesome.
3: I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. And I every year on my birthday when I hang out with my friends, I make them watch this movie. <laughs> I'm That's like, awesome. yeah, no, we're gonna stay here. We're gonna watch now. You see me, and we're gonna have a good fucking time, ladies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Grab a knife. So throw you guys remember it, on, like, Stick it in the year, table. Yeah, we're gonna watch this. Yeah, we're gonna watch <laughs> yeah.
3: it now.
2: No one locks the door. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I.
2: Do you guys remember routine. what we did last year? We're doing it. We're running it back.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the rehearsal. This is the show. True. We're gonna do an encore next year. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, no, it's truly, like, one of my, like, favorite movies. Like, Comfort Movies, the one I always go back to, the one that if anyone asks me, like, what is, like, one of your favorite movies? If I'm not giving, like, my filmy answer, if I'm just giving my, like, <laughs> It's pure... depending on who's
2: asking you. Yeah.
3: yeah, my pure open heart answer is Now You See Me. So uh, that was my first experience. That's I'm your asking.
2: vulnerable answer. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
3: That's why you got to really know my soul. I'm going <laughs> to bare my soul to you and tell you that my favorite movie of all time is Now You See Me. Yeah.
0: Man, uh, I can respect it as someone who, who uh, consistently says my favorite, one of my favorite movies is Dread, the 2013 <laughs> motion picture. I yeah. have to respect it. Or, wait, 2012. <laughs> Fuck, 2012. Shit. Yeah,
2: 2012. Yeah, 10 years.
0: All right. Actually, it's not my favorite movie ever. I fucked up. It's not. I'm, I'm a bad fan. <laughs> uh i should be imprisoned that's awful i hate it yeah uh i also saw this in theaters i know that's a crazy crazy coincidence that i actually watched a movie when i was 12 years old um or i was like this came out in
2: 2013 2013 yeah
3: 2013 yeah
0: i was yeah i was 13 Uh,
2: we didn't know how good we had it
0: (laughs) no my a babysitter of mine took me to go see it um I think. I, I vaguely remember watching it. Like, it was very much one of those movies that I saw. Did this rewatch feel
2: like a first time, or could you recall things?
0: No, I mean, I knew the twist. I mean, the twist, you can't right, unremember the, the twist. The twist is the twist. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. the twist. Uh, it's the only thing that. Well, we'll get into it.
2: Um, right. The twist is that Mark Ruffalo can see dead people, okay? You cried it out of us. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Like, leans he over is to. Haley Joel uh,
1: Osment. Yeah,
2: exactly. He leans over to Melly Arant and says, I see dead people. Like, it's, it's this whole thing. Everyone knows Mark it. Ruffalo
0: is Kaiser Sose. Um,
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a dream, yeah. It's like, we just... Yeah.
0: The top did not spin. Um, or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't... I remember the twists, and I remember some of the gimmicks. Like, I remember them, like, walking off and, like, go, blowing into money or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I remember I think I vaguely I vaguely remembered the safe thing um I some for some reason really remembered the how Woody Harrelson is introduced I've like really like I just kind of for some reason I knew that scene every and, and mm-hmm. also the Dave Franco introduction but everything else I'm like oh yeah forgot about this forgot about this um truly had a, a, had no impact on me whatsoever when I first saw it in theaters. <laughs> um, it left my mind almost immediately. I think I would catch it maybe on TV reruns once in a while. Uh, I did rewatch it, uh, in for uh, in preparation for this episode. it um, would be really I funny think. if
2: you just like tried to go off like um like something you vaguely remembered from uh you know nine years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I it was with a babysitter that I think stole money from my family um oh my god yeah or it might have been a different one i had a lot of babies that was very now up.
3: you see me of her
0: it very was yeah <laughs> she uh shout out ashley uh she had a a, a jar like a, a boyfriend who was mentally unstable uh you right. know a lot of a lot of fun stuff um but yeah and she did like this was...
2: sleeping trick you know to your parents absolutely what have you
0: yeah uh she kept she hitting me, me in the chest seat? and said sleep. Right. She, <laughs> she just kept like, just like hit hit me in the chest, like ho- hold my head and go go to sleep. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I got you. Um, but no, it's I don't I don't have a ton of memories of that movie. Um, I think she I think she also picked it too. I didn't pick it. I think she picked it. Like we're gonna go see now. You see me? And I'm like, that's so funny. Okay. I mean, I think I was at It was like you know I was like 13. I didn't really have other shit to do. and I'm like, I guess we're watching now. You see me? I think it was a hot yeah. day in the. What they it, it had to come out in the summer, summer release, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this was uh, totally like, yeah. No, I remember this. Okay, I definitely saw this in theaters. It was I, May. I, it was a May release. Okay. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, then you know what? We might have saw it in June then, because I don't think it, No, I think maybe it was. it was still mm, in theaters. It was a late like, May release. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like still in theaters like two months later when summer break for me actually started, and so mm. that's probably when I saw it. Like I didn't see it opening. <laughs> I wasn't like there opening weekend. Like now you see me. Now you see me. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> yeah
2: jack before
0: we actually go to you and well on the, wait did you see this movie is this your first time seeing now you see me is there like a great story about it <laughs>
2: um yeah no i i can make this short that i uh it was my first time i hadn't known much about it uh going in aside from the premise um i, I knew the cast um i heard there was a twist i didn't know what the twist was um Oh, yeah, and they're these are like super watchable, and and they have like a really cool like sense of humor about them. I guess that's my logline
5: review. Okay. Yeah.
0: Let's 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 get to brass tacks. Uh, oh my, ladies God. and gentlemen, you didn't like my um, review? <laughs> no, it, I mean that was great, perfect, five out of five, perfect review.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's about friends and steal to, money together. You know that's pretty. I cool. have to
0: <laughs> ask Peyton a question, and we teased this question on our previous episode. Okay. When we asked you to give us a list of films this time around for your returning appearance, you gave us <laughs> oh what, no five films. What was it five or six, Jack? Five, six? I,
2: uh, oh my god! Yeah, hang on, I'm pulling it I up. It
0: was, I think I'm pretty sure it was five. I mean, if you count now, you see me one and two as one film.
3: I'm sitting yeah. here waiting to be called out. I know exactly where you're going. Well,
0: it's not a call-out. I'm just very curious. <laughs> no, I mean, what I else do you a, call this? I need an answer.
3: <laughs> this is an ambush. i curious.
0: Play. Yeah, it is this an ambush. Is a interrogation. Right? I, I need different? an answer, okay? And it's not a yes or no answer. It's a very much uh, an explanation.
2: It's an explanation. It's a short response, yeah.
0: Three out of the five films you gave us <laughs> star... Jesse Eisenberg, you gave us the, the double, the
2: double, and these ones, yeah.
0: and these. What the fuck?
3: <laughs> He's incredible. He's my okay. favorite. Good actor. Yeah, <laughs> I love him. He's iconic. He is the moment. He is everything. Um, he kind of ruled the 2010s. It's true. It's
0: I true. don't. Yeah. I don't
3: understand the confusion, Clay.
0: I'm. <laughs> I was confused. I, I'm not going to lie to you.
3: He's the yeah. best.
0: Okay, I love so did that you, man. you, but you, you definitely were like, oh, he's one of my favorite actors from like when you like
2: he directed from a like, movie this year too. So I like that's pretty, you know, I'm sure you're like super hyped about. Uh, yeah.
3: I did not consciously <laughs> put that many Jesse Eisenberg movies on my list. That's so it just consequently so happens that so many movies I love have him in them. And I was having this conversation with someone, because I met someone at a party, and they were like, "Oh, what are some of your favorite movies?" I'm like, "Oh, I love Now You See Me. I love this movie called American Ultra. Um, I love The Double. Oh have my you seen The Self Defense?"
0: Did you and really like, say American Ultra? That's so funny.
3: I fucking love American Ultra. I don't think you understand the passion. I've never for seen that movie. it, but you you, you have, have to
0: understand. That's it. a crazy second answer.
3: You have to see it, but I, I mean, like, I do. Oh, so you just like must really like Jesse Eisenberg, and then I was like, oh fuck, those so... all the thing about are. Thinking about American Ultra
2: is that um, <laughs> it has no screenwriter, which is no one wrote that movie. And That's the um, funny yeah, no, thing.
3: it's really interesting it's, how they improv- uh, the whole thing.
2: <laughs> the, the, uh, the scripts ra- uh, landed from the sky. Uh, and I I like the uh pairing of eisenberg and case do together i think yeah. it's like they have more similar like that. mannerisms that we'd like to i don't like case do let's get rid of that oh, i don't like that. that's not hey. that's totally not my that's not my no, no, idea no. that's like a no,
0: very no, no, common no. no i know i love christian stewart but the nickname case do i
3: hate oh, okay. oh okay. <laughs> i just do i thought you were just saying you didn't <laughs> like her i was like oh my god no i love okay. her she's
0: great but case do Oh,
2: And my thing was like, that was, that is very much not my idea to call her that. No, it's not. I know, but
0: (laughs) I, and I wasn't even saying it to you. I was saying it to the culture. I was saying it to the unit. I hope everyone's
2: listening to this. Yeah.
0: K-Stew, bad. Don't fucking say that shit. Well,
3: let's not call Um, people
0: Stew. I don't, no. I don't like it.
3: Yeah. It's just one more syllable. Just say (laughs) Stewart.
0: That's
3: true. Yeah. um, Yeah. No, I, was having this conversation with this person and then i was like you know if anyone came up to me and asked me who my favorite actor was i would say joaquin phoenix right But statistically that's not the case
0: it's, because, it's very interesting how that works
3: yeah because i'm like jesse eisenberg is like 90 percent of the movies i've seen him in i like love right and are like comfort movies for me especially so are you an adventureland
0: stand do you love adventureland
3: I don't like Adventureland. Uh, oh, I've right. only all seen right. it once. Mm. Maybe I could watch it again, but I didn't like it. I like Zombieland. Mm. It's not
1: the yeah, same and of, thing. of course
3: Zombieland uh, reunion.
2: Didn't. Yeah, and uh, Now You See Me.
3: Oh my God, Emma
0: Stone is yeah. in Now You See Me.
3: Huh? Woody
0: Harrelson oh, and Jesse hasn't been. No, I know.
2: I, I know.
0: Oh
3: my <laughs> God, <goodness. laughs> got me. Got, oh my gosh. I, I also did. love Woody
2: Harrelson. Yeah, mm. it's just like an. I awesome haven't seen cast. Adventureland, or uh, I haven't seen Zombieland. It's
3: wait, really? it's good.
2: Yeah,
3: it's a very fun movie. I didn't like the what's it called, like double double tap. Double tap. I didn't, tap, like double tap. Yeah. You didn't like double
0: tap. Didn't like double tap.
2: That wasn't a very convincing, uh, memorable tagline
0: for you. Zombieland <laughs>
6: double tap.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. It's funny though because I feel like we had a conversation on our Night Moves episode about how saffron, uh, your co-host. Is also really big into Jesse Eisenberg.
3: He's so good.
0: It's just so funny, though.
3: It's interesting because I wouldn't say that... Well, I don't know. I, like, both agree and disagree with the statement that Jesse Eisenberg has tremendous range. Right. Because I'm like, I feel like, you know, he has, like, the social network and, like, Zombieland and, like, I don't know, like, more serious dramatic roles than his comedic roles but he's either always like night moves. Night moves mm-hmm. in social network exist in a different plane than like American Ultra in Zombie Land and now you see me. Absolutely. But he's hmm. always either really fucking awkward or really hyper intelligent and really like an asshole. It's like oh, yeah, always those like three scum. characteristics. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. just like kind of transitions between those three and he does it very well. But it's not someone that I would say is like oh he has incredible range in, in the movies that he's in.
2: Yeah, and his thing is like he's either the smartest person in the room, and it hurts him, or he thinks that he is, and that's like his toxic. That's the the toxicity of his character. And I think it's also very important for the social network to come out in 2010, and for these mm-hmm. interesting roles to like come afterwards. It wasn't like the middle of the decade, and then we just see this interesting run for people to write him parts that played, it was very specific strengths. Cause you're, you're right. I, I, and this is, this episode is coming out, coming out after um, game night. And it was something similar that we discussed with Jason Bateman. That's mm-hmm. like,
0: when and you- Jason Bateman was <laughs> on the podcast.
2: Jason Bateman was our guest on game night. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it was, it was tough for us to, for people to believe us, but he's a friend of the show. And <laughs> I think it's interesting when people- want to believe someone doesn't have range because then it's just like, it sort of puts you in, in this box for the, for the actor. Uh, but mm-hmm. but for Eisenberg, um, I think it's, it's this idea where he's like, you know, I, I'm not going to drastically change myself to fit the character. What I am going to do is like make the character like very uncomfortable or very intelligent. I think like he, he can do both very well. He
0: doesn't so have one, one thing. Yeah, every, he maybe have a, has yeah. a limited range, but he doesn't have one mode. That's the thing about
3: right. him. Right. Like, he's I think able to operate Jesse in Eisen, different modes. Yeah, but they're always trembling. I right. imagine every Jesse Eisenberg character to just be in a constant state of trembling for yeah. whatever reason. They're all very nervous or like. Very mu- he mumbles all his
2: words. Like, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, stuttering. Or trips
2: over. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And because he's so
2: sheltered, it's almost this idea that it's like he almost has the the issue or the issue that I think people can play as um, an addition to the character, where he has trouble finding chemistry, and his thing is to like repel scene partners, um, like
3: like that Harrelson in, interview. In,
2: as... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like uh, himself and Harrelson, like they have like a a few scenes where they have a back and forth. Uh, but it's not, it's not like you can tell that they are um, like longtime partners that become friends, but they almost feel mm-hmm. like a, like a nephew and an uncle, <laughs> just like yeah. that it happened to be in business together <laughs> or it's yeah. like that. And, and uh, people have sometimes referred to these movies as um, uh, Oceans 11, but with magicians uh, from, from what I've heard. And it is interesting that those, I mean, you know, very, very different. I'm not trying to like, it, it's, I don't want to go through this whole episode, just comparing them. Um yeah, right. I don't feel like these characters are going to like go out to a diner like the next morning like the like that crew would. Um like right. granted I, I again like don't want to compare but I think you can absolutely imagine a movie um like the characters existing outside of the movie for for the Ocean's Trilogy rather than this one.
3: Yeah, no I agree. Right. I think that the the four horsemen very much exist only in the movie it's like you can't picture them doing anything else and when i was re-watching the second one actually i was re-watching it um with emily and she had never seen it and she was like i love that everyone knows who they are wherever they go everyone's (laughs) like oh my god it's the horsemen!' as if like magic is like (laughs) not a niche interest
0: that's so it's so funny yeah, it's I've, hilarious. I've had exact same but plot I'm like, if magic
3: was yeah. like this, I would be. It's a nationwide phenomenon. All the time yeah, too. yeah. I'm like, if it magic treats... was like that, if magic, if there mm-hmm. was a Robin Hood magic squad, everyone <laughs> would know.
0: It's almost just like ma- like magicians were rappers or something. Where it's just it like, just like oh yeah, thing. you were from the underground scene. You did that <laughs> song, like that mixtape eight years ago. Yeah, you know all that yeah. kind of shit. It's where it's they like, are it's the so amigos. funny.
2: It, right exactly.
0: <laughs> they are the Migos. it
2: treat yeah. it treats the four horsemen as if like they're like a an underground indie band who are now like super popular because like they got like a big album that that blew up i, I would imagine and yeah no it's this interesting thing that <laughs> they treat the magicians like um it's a phenomenon and the then, like, it, it yeah like the yeah. <laughs> exactly it's truly um,
3: like the second And I love also, like, there's so much, like, suspension of disbelief that you have to have with these movies. And I get it, and it's fine. But it's like, (laughs) it's like they, when they do those, like, public shows, like in the second movie, they each do their little pop up thing. I'm like, they're walking around and no one's noticing. But then once the light comes on, everyone is screaming. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no one has anywhere to be anymore. No one is with anyone anymore. This is the sole focus. But it's so, and, and it's so funny that, like, everyone knows who they are. are.
0: Right. And it's like also funny that everyone knows who they are immediately. There's not that one person who's like, who the
2: fuck is this? It's everyone's like, oh, yeah. it's, you know, it's like. Yeah,
3: it's, exactly.
2: It's Jack Wilder, like, doing the card tricks. He's <laughs> alive. Um, yeah, he's alive. Right. Oh, my gosh. And then no, I, I, I that's think like that's...
0: Oh, you've inspired me to fake my own death
2: because yeah. of your. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> That's this big trend now. I love that Radcliffe performance. That's so great. Um, it is this interesting idea though, you bring up about how like everyone sort of, I mean, it's, it's not a complaint, I suppose, or maybe it's not all the time a complaint at uh, the franchise is you with this thing about being very silly and um, not being very cohesive with tone. Reality. <laughs> but I, I, right. Right. With existing in our universe. Uh um, but I think as unhinged as they are with like a concept as magicians pulling heists, I think you automatically like invite um, those kinds of things because like it's inherent within the concept. Um, it, and, and for me, like because it's inherent in, within the concept, like it doesn't um, matter tearing apart like things individually if it just goes back around to its conceit.
3: Mm-hmm. It's, But it's so genius. You know, like, you have movies like (laughs) Takers, you have movies like The Town, where it's like, oh, yeah, we're gonna get these brawny guys to pull off these, like, heists, because that makes sense. (laughs) I'm like, if they could do it with illusion, and not have to put themselves in gunfire, like, that's the perfect heist. It's the perfect concept. What what, you're saying is, like...
2: the town would be improved so much if Jeremy Renner started like being like abracadabra.
3: Exactly. <laughs> if he was a little bit more like his character in the immigrant. Isn't he yeah. a magician? Oh, oh my
2: gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just going to bring that up. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah.
3: If he, That's if he just true. He had a little yeah. cameo to be the fifth horseman. <laughs> That's, That's so all funny. I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah.
2: The fifth horseman but is Jeremy Renner.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that one thing that you have said of the idea of people Like, the discernment between knowing the movie that you're watching and the movie that you want it to be is, like, such a big thing. Especially with, like, movies that don't really make sense. Like, of course, like, you know, they teleported him to, like, an identical seeming safe, and then he has, like, no fucking idea. And it doesn't really make sense. But it's, like, that's, like, the Mm. point. It's a movie about heist and magicians. and If you want to see
2: something that makes sense it watch the prestige you know like right, I, I feel exactly. i mean again different movie like you that know that doesn't I'm make sense either yeah, yeah right <laughs> no, no. unless you believe Christopher in in it doesn't make sense you know it's a uh, it's like a twist what movie and it be about you know. magic it yeah. makes <laughs> sense yeah no it, it's no absolutely the immigrant, like and that's like that's that makes the really, yeah, no, that's pretty straightforward yeah <laughs>
3: so, no it's not uh, really about
2: magic <laughs> I agree to disagree I, I honestly, though, I would love that take if, like, you were, you were coming in and you are like, guys, I think this was really about the magician. Like, that was his story. It um, was really
0: about magic. If we were really to get down, you could really get down to it. James hey, Gray was, like was
2: saying. You need to write. <laughs> right. Time.
0: God. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm coming out with a new Roger Ebert piece. It's going to be about how I believe the immigrant was really about magic. <laughs> um.
3: I'd read it. But
0: I, yeah, it's me, Robert Daniels. Oh, Peyton, also Roger Ebert uh, alumni. (laughs) Um,
2: I no, no. I mean, that's sort of the not issue. Um, that's uh, that's that's the flair of the magician. Like you don't Mm -hmm. know how they did that. I mean, it's kind of silly to say out loud. You don't know how they did it, and it's like it could be anything. I think it's like a creative, bold choice um, for uh, Lethier and Ed Solomon, to, for, who wrote this, to be like, you know what? We don't know how magicians work. And if you do, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Why don't let's just, like, posit that these magicians actually exist in some kind of earth? Yeah. You know? uh,
3: I think that maybe, like, if I will give any... <laughs> if I will, like... Let the stubborn wall down and be open to any credible critique. Um, I'm about to throw some, I'm about
0: to throw some <laughs> once you're done talking. Oh, I
3: know you're nine right. years later,
0: you're ready to
2: tear down the wall. It's
3: like, <laughs> but like, I, I understand that, like, the difference between like movies like The Prestige and this The Illusionist is that like,
2: came out around the same time,
3: yeah, so, is that like yeah. now you see me kind of. It's about magic, but it's also about how their magic tricks are not actual magic. How it's like illusion right. and right. how it's mm-hmm. like they're not yeah. actual like super mm-hmm. capability. And so then when you're like, okay, well, that's the whole point of this movie. Then how do you explain Dave Franco throwing cards that are turning into embers <laughs> like while this is happening? Yeah, it's like, it is super interesting in those argument,
2: moments. Yeah, like yeah, there's like, a few, few moments like that. that argument, um, then
3: why also yeah. have the, like, super capability. It, but the answer yeah, is it, that because it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> we have a good time here.
2: It's it's yeah. funny, and it fucking rules, yeah. Um, the answer is by that the way, adrenaline
3: I, is on 10,000. That's the answer. <laughs>
2: but I, I also think um, if we were, you know, sometimes in these double feature episodes, we'll talk specifics about the first one, and then we'll go on to specifics about the second, I think, once we do favorite scene, once we want to move on to so like that that seems to be what we do most of the time right yeah um
0: yeah yeah if we I have think, no issue if we want it yeah i think that, i think that works i think we'll just talk a little more about the first one get into the second one then maybe get back to our overall thoughts on both of them um i don't like the first one at all i don't like the movie um the first one is really boring to me i get really bored uh i don't think it, if we go from the oceans 11 idea And I know this is, I know Jack really said he doesn't want this episode to be Now You See Me compared to Ocean's Eleven. But now since I think about it, I hate the approach to the first Now You See Me. Or not hate, but I dislike it. It's very interesting. I don't like that it's Ruffalo's perspective. It feels like the most boring perspective you can take. It's like if Ocean's Eleven was through the perspective of Andy Garcia.
2: Actually, that kind like, of fucking rules. No,
1: if it was
2: from Terry, if I'd be like, okay, I'm in. What are
0: we doing
3: Wait. here? Let the record show. I have not seen Ocean's Eleven.
0: <laughs> okay, well, he he's the bad guy. He's the guy. Like he's okay. the peop- he's yeah. the guy that. Uh,
2: he took Tess away Clun- from Danny. They have a banter about it, you know. Like right. Shows well, up Clooney is casino. trying to get okay.
0: over on him. That he's the he's the target. That was he's the, the that's sm- the
2: conceit. Yeah, that's why he's the he the Assembles the ocean. Assembles the eleven to take down Andy Garcia. Basically.
0: Um, okay. like Andy Garcia. And Andy Garcia plays catch up to all of the heists and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's and the reason and and the reason in watching the second one right after really made, or not right after, but like the day after made me really realize that it's like, oh, this is really, this is why I don't, uh, this is why I dislike the first one quite a bit. It, a lot of the heists happen after the fact. Like it, it, it's, it's like all the heists and tricks are almost done. Like, uh, especially at the end of the, the safe stuff. It's like, it's just really unsatisfying a lot of the time where it's just like, We don't get to see the approach. We don't get to see like actually how it happened. We just see them just like, oh, I guess this is how it happens. Here's a flashback. Okay, that's how it really happened. Um, And there's also no interiority with the horsemen themselves. The horsemen take a backseat almost immediately after the movie starts. It's about Ruffalo's character. And the thing about when you're following Ruffalo's character is that you don't even know the character itself. Obviously at the end, it's like, it, it. you have no sense of actual, like, it's like following a main character that kind of completely, at the end, is just like, oh, you know the main character you're following? But it wasn't, it wasn't the character. That wasn't, yeah. that was exact, that was the opposite. That was not who you were, that's not the protagonist you thought you were following along with. Um, and the twist is fun in the first one, for sure. It's a choice. It's very, it's fucking crazy. Um, it's a real like galaxy brain kind of twist but a lot of the first one is just like him talking to morgan freeman and him talking to, like my, and, like michael kane having discussions about what like talking to morgan freeman it's like it feels like morgan freeman has more screen time than jesse eisenberg in the first one
1: mm-hmm. and i think
0: that's a problem mm-hmm. um because it's a lot of this like the rules and philosophy of magic and shit like that when i'm just like bro i just want to see like the actual like tricks
2: yeah um, the mythology yeah. is kind of white noise to me like everything concerning the eye I just kind of tune out and um, the first one's so much about does the eye exist does it not and melanie
0: laurent and i it's so funny when i first watched when i rewatched it the a person i did not remember in the movie was melanie fucking laurent <laughs> so when she popped up uh, i told yeah. jack all this already like a few days ago i was like when she popped up, I was alone, sitting by myself. No one was around me. When I saw her on screen in this very unceremonious uh, introduction, I literally said to myself, holy fuck, that's Melanie Laurent. But yeah, I mean, I just, the whole like Interpol FBI, them chasing them, it's just, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't have much urgency. It's just kind of boring to me. The heists, it's, the heists themselves are kind of underwhelming. Um, especially the second or the tricks or the presentations or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Like the second one is just like when they're at new Orleans and they give everyone money. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's just hacking. There's no actual like (laughs) magic going on. That's just like saying, Hey, you have money now. And it's like, cool. I have money. Hey, you know, Michael Caine, you don't have any money anymore. And I think in the, it's just the moment after they're all together, they're all introduced, uh, the Four Horsemen, and they're like, they've become this group or whatever. And then we cut to a year later. It's just that you, you kind of lose them in the shuffle. You don't have really much actual character insight. Um, and they're so much of the movie, and you have basically no idea who they are besides just the vague character archetypes they are. Um, Mm -hmm. and the one character we have somewhat insight into isn't even real. Not really. I mean, Mark Ruffalo isn't like a real character until the end when he reveals that, oh, the character you were watching previously is not, it it was all made up. Like, this is who I really am. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I don't mind the twist, but I'm just, a lot of it is just, I also don't think it's a good looking movie either. I think the first one's pretty ugly to look at a lot of the green screen. Kind of sucks. It's shot like a car commercial for most of it, it feels like. (laughs) Um, I just, I just, Louis Latier, the, you know, Mr. Frenchman himself, uh, I don't think he's a good (laughs) director. Um,
2: And it's so funny because. Your favorite MCU other than Miss Marvel was Incredible Hulk. So this is is interesting. Tim Roth,
0: innocent. Tim Roth, innocent. I will always put that in stone innocent he is a good abomination i'm glad he's coming back for she hulk um but i know that's the nerdiest thing i'll say all day i promise yeah um, i kind of i, kinda, I like, do love that, that you minute.
3: compared yeah. the cinematography to a car commercial because i do totally see it yeah yeah it's hilarious
2: Le- the highlights to me are you know when and you can definitely tell like the look that john chu will bring to the second one like it's like i you know you can i think people have criticized like like the Sometimes, like, it, even mm-hmm. he doesn't look all that vibrant, but compared to this, it, it looks Oh, compared much to this, better. he's yeah. fucking Martin Scorsese.
0: I mean, he is so much, <laughs> so much more of a better filmmaker than Latia. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I really like, well, really is a, I like the second one. I have a lot like of fun. To, I like two a
2: lot, one. actually. Yeah.
0: I like it so much more because it actually has fun with the premise of like magical thieves because it shows you like the yeah. actual, like whimsy. I think 2
2: is much more of a comedy behind too.
0: It. Yeah, it's also, but it's, I don't know, it, it feels so much more inventive. It's better shot. Um, You actually have characters who are real instead of the fake ones. Like, instead of, like... <laughs> and also the present, a lot of the Ted, like, the quote-unquote TED Talks lack so much energy from, like, the actors. Like, at some point, it feels like Isla Fisher is like, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, why? And I think it's very noticeable why she, like, she is not in the second one. And I think I I think she did not. It just feels like she did not have fun making the first one because I could tell in her performance. Um,
2: It was also because she was pregnant
0: and she couldn't do it. Oh well, never mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I was gonna say
3: I do really feel her absence in the second one because I do think really, yeah, I think that.
2: um, I like
0: uh, what's
3: her name so much more.
2: I I think Lizzie Kaplan is like the best performance in the movie.
3: Okay, wait, what's her name?
2: Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan. Kaplan. If you've Lizzie seen Cloverfield, Kaplan. she's one of the leads at Cloverfield. That's where Is
0: I view Is she not Janice
3: Ian from Mean Girls? Same. They are the same? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because I I was going to say it's terrible. I couldn't think of her name. I was going to call her Janice. But <laughs> I think that her character just feels so scripted. And, like, of course, the Now You See Me movies, are, it's not nuanced. Like, it's like, I know what I'm watching, but her character just feels like, like, I can feel the writers being like, oh, this would be funny. Let's make this kind of, like, spunky, sassy, sarcastic, like, female character. Zoe's that's you know. It's a, yeah, a, and that's a, all adorable, that she's going to be. Yeah. So I was just no, like, I, I don't know. see what you mean. Yeah. I do enjoy the second one for sure. I don't like it more than the first one, but I, I do think I have like a nostalgia bias with the first one for mm-hmm. sure. If well, I had watched totally them fair. both for the first time, like this yeah. week or something, I probably would like the second one more. Yeah. Um,
2: and plus you're being but... humble because you brought you were brought on for two to script doctor. Like we we know this and <laughs> it's on your
0: right.
3: idea. Yeah.
2: It's
0: on your Definitely. IMDb yeah
3: it's on my imdb my wikipedia if you look up my social security number i'm sure there's a note there too um, doing that right now <laughs> um but yeah no i i missed isla fisher i think that it would have been better if she was in it i think i would have enjoyed it more maybe it wouldn't have been better but i would have enjoyed it more interesting
2: mm-hmm. Interesting. I, yeah, I just—it's also interesting that we're coming off our Gatsby episode and like this is another right. 2013 performance. Yeah.
3: Right. right. 2013 was a big year for um, Jesse Eisenberg because the double this mm-hmm. and Night Moves all came out yeah. in 2013. It's crazy.
2: Certainly, and also um, two um, for Eisenberg—he has that haircut because of Batman v Superman, which I had totally forgot. Okay.
3: I was yeah. gonna say fascinating. It's a jump a movie scare, that though. Clay worked on. Yeah. Um, I truly felt like it was a jump scare, like seeing him with a buzz cut. I was like, oh god. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't feel. It looks right. photoshopped.
1: Yeah, it's I like, like that it line from Crazy Stupid Love.
2: Yeah, I like the I like
0: Buzz Cut Eisenberg better. I don't know if that's a bad take or something. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't think there's any bad takes <laughs> about Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, I have they're one. Negative.
2: <laughs> no, I you're have like, one. You can try, oh, but you're, you're not gonna. Yeah. Maybe I I've thought
0: I've, I think I've said this on the podcast before. This is legitimately the worst take I've ever had, and okay. I can't. And there's I think zero people who agree with me. There's I've never met a single other person who agrees with me on this. I think he's good in Batman v Superman.
3: I haven't seen it. Come
0: yeah, on. but I he it's one of the most hated performances in the entirety of the movie. Um
3: He's what Lex Luthor?
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> It's a deranged take on the character. It goes against so much of the, like, so much, like, he's just totally not who Lex Luthor is in, like, it's, at, in any portrayal up to that point. Uh, he's, ve- Lex has never been a Mark Zuckerberg type. He's always been more, yeah. like, statuesque. Like, if anything, he's been more Steve Jobs than Mark Zuckerberg, and even though that's not a great... That's not a good comparison at all, but whatever. It, it, it's like, he's more like a, you know, serious businessman instead of like mm-hmm. this, like weak, like weak. Uh... There's a
3: refinement.
0: Right. A yeah. Like, yeah. Like he could run for political office. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, very much like, uh you know, a sharp chin, everyone, you know, Oh, Lex, that guy, blah, blah, blah. And
2: he's it's funny because like great... he can run for political office and he's a high school bully. So he has this, he has this complex where it's like, you know what? He's, He's like the thorn in your side, but also like very, very intelligent, which ultimately brings down many of his characters. And the thing about Eisenberg as Zuckerberg is like, they don't look or sound very similar, but it's, it's sort of like our precious Steve jobs. You know, it's like you find someone who's like capturing the essence of, I mean, uh, you know, I guess this is just Sorkin, but you find someone who's like capturing the essence of a real person, but not so much like the exact carbon copy of a real person. Like everybody knows who Mark Zuckerberg knows and looks like he's, always been famous when we like know the the like we can do an impression of him but I don't think Zuckerberg goes for that and that's why it's a great performance
0: right yeah and Zuckerberg and Mark Zucker like Mark Zuckerberg Lex Luther and Mark Zuckerberg are not the like they're just two different character archetypes but that was Zack Snyder and Eisenberg's take is what if what if Zuckerberg but more maniacal and more and like more zany and deranged um and everyone hated it like, absolutely, like, ripped apart, ripped to shreds. Not a single person liked it. The comic community hated it. The critics, everyone hated that fucking performance. I liked it. I don't know. It's enjoyable. <laughs> I had <have> fun. <laughs> He's like, he, he does the most weird, most cringy shit in the movie. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. He yeah. Like Wasn't geez, that something Jolly about Rancher? I, I hardly remember. You know, it was oh, a Jolly <laughs> Rancher. and just a <laughs> yeah. Jolly Rancher in, in front of someone. And it's sure. all, like, bad vibes. And... That movie is no sort one... of like
2: now you see me to you where it's like I hardly remember so much. Right.
0: I I I can't explain to you why I like that performance because mm-hmm. no one does, but I like it. And that's my I guess worst that'd be take. kind of
2: I guess in that, that, is, that is my sense, worst be... take. <laughs> that's that's the one. It would be kind of a fun idea now to to cover it, just to reevaluate like if you actually like it or if it's just like you at the time liking it.
0: I liked the Justice League Snyder Cut. I like that. Uh, okay well that's,
2: that's a, good that's not that bad a take that's, that's a
0: very popular take Yeah, it's good it's a good movie. um but yeah <laughs> that's that's my bad jesse eisenberg take um mm-hmm. but i also don't think he's very good in the first one either i think he's I, he just seems very checked out to me. i think all of the horsemen besides franco seem checked out in the first yeah. one
2: they all just Franco's bringing cause... a lot or he's just like very like like locked in yeah he
0: might be the best performance in both movies maybe yeah, he's- i don't know i really like it. he's like the one that seems like to be having fun and actually has a take um that's right. a little like chip on the chip you know chip on the shoulder more fun let loose he's also allowed to be more physical i yeah. think that's another mm-hmm. thing too like there's all the a much other- worse
2: performance out there like a much worse right. version of the character yeah
0: like eisenberg yeah. i mean eisenberg um fisher and like uh Woody house and don't get to like move that much i know it's a weird thing to say but they don't like it to run or like have like mate like like actual like physical like a physical performance that affects the film they're not yeah. in a bunch of action or whatever mm-hmm. franco is and he commits pretty hard to it and I and just, the closest
3: don't... thing we get to an action scene is really just that one scene
0: and it's good i actually like that scene and it,
3: yeah it's super fun
0: I I love and I love and that's when I love the magic shit. Is like the handcuff stuff is always fun to me. It's like when it's a le- less and when it's less elaborate and when it's more like like on you know thinking on their feet magic shit like disappearing into uh fucking curtains and like switching handcuffs onto people and like throwing cards or whatever. When it's like improvisation, that's when it's more fun to me instead of like the real planned out elaborate shit because it feels kind of takes the energy and excitement and surprise out of it. It's just feels just yeah. more like, okay, we're going, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this.
2: I think it is um, interesting that you bring up the body language. Um These leads were uh at one point written for older actors. And then like in the production, they were like, let's go with a younger or younger cast, like, you know, with like the lead or one of the horsemen being like slightly older uh, with Woody Harrelson, like people like Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jim Carrey, Hugh Grant, Sasha Baron Cohen and Colin Firth. I mean, is own. Uh, they were all considered for the leads, but then they were just like, what's Isla Fisher, Jesse Eisenberg and Dave Franco doing, uh, which is like super interesting. Um, and that
3: is very interesting. Yeah. It would be a very different movie,
2: mm-hmm.
3: but I don't think it would be a better movie.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a different. I, movie. I think. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think that. Like, I think Woody Harrelson is playing Woody Harrelson, but I love it because I love Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, I. He's, can't, he's great. Like, yeah. yeah, I can't make any like profound like thought out nuanced argument for you know the credibility of now you see me i don't no, I mean, believe in my heart that it should be in the criterion collection right and so i'll make the argument for it yeah this is why i'm
2: here this is why i wanted to return for this argument oh uh, exactly. a lot of
3: the
0: a lot of our episode on dread was just me saying it rules it rules like night like it was yeah. a lot of that was the episode it was like it's so good it's so and like right, jack's like okay it's I good know, i understand I like no it's really good <laughs> It's really,
2: really good. no, no, and, and that episode too, where it's like Isaac, who's so gracious, who's you know like, uh, published writer and like one of one of our our most sophisticated like, uh, uh, like journalists, and he was just like very intelligently like laying out this this whole thing about dread, and you're just like, it's so good. <laughs> it's I was so like was pumping my <laughs> fists into the air, yeah. like
0: for the enjoy, like. The entirety of the episode. I kept saying Carl Urban says, ma, ma, and that shit. Like, that was... (laughs) So, I understand where you're coming from, and it's like, you might not have necessarily the vocabulary to really expound on your love for the film, but you just know you love it, because that's, like, with me and dread.
3: Yeah. And I think that, like, I don't think that there is a like an argument or a point that the first one's trying to make but watching no. the second one because I remember I think I also saw the second one when it came out but then
1: I would hope I so hadn't...
3: yeah I'm like my stand-up I clearly right I was gonna like f- it
0: would be nuts if you didn't see it opening day or something yeah
3: <laughs> right but you were I at the premiere seen yeah. it, or I hadn't seen it since so I rewatched oh it really like two or three days ago for the first time since it came out and I was like, all I remember about this movie is that Daniel Radcliffe is evil, and they're in China. I'm like, that's all I can like recall about it. But, so then watching it, it was kind of like watching it with, with fresh eyes. And I was like, oh, it feels like they're trying to make a point about something with this movie. Like, they're mm-hmm. trying to make a point about technology and surveillance and, like, the power of that. They're trying to make a deeper point about, like, this childhood trauma of the Lionel Strike situation. So I thought that was an interesting difference, and I think that's probably another reason why people like it more, is because I feel like it's trying a little bit harder to be something other than just, like, fun.
0: Mm. Yeah, I also just think the set pieces are better. Like, I don't think... Yeah anything in the first one gets even remotely close to the card stuff in the in the tech tech facility that shit is yeah fucking awesome like nothing reaches the height in the first one that that like that set piece does for me because it's just i don't know it's like the whole when i watch that scene like oh this is the reason why you make this movie this is the reason why you have the idea (laughs) now you see me like you know magician heist
2: that's the it's whole almost like thing. moments like those they think of first, and then they like write a movie around that.
0: Exactly. Right. And I feel like the first one doesn't really have that, uh, which is like I don't know. Like the mentalism stuff with Harrelson at the very beginning is really fun. Um, like the whole wife thing is a lot of fun. I mean, he's just a good actor, and I and it seems like he's more engaged when he's allowed when he's just by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he's like in control of the scene rather than like sharing the control of someone. Even he seems a little more engaged with that. I think that's also why they gave him more to do in the sequel because it's like, it, it did seem like he felt or not, not, I don't know. I'm, I'm, this is a lot of hypotheticals and me just guessing shit, but it does seem like he was way less interested in the first one than he was in the sequel, just by his performance, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: well, yeah. I mean, you say more to do. And you mean literally? Yeah. He's got two queens. Got two characters. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like I I think Chase is like that is a fantastic addition. Um it, very I mean, it leads into it leads into the comedy, and I I think to, in its sense of humor is that's that's like one of its best parts. I think it's I think it's it really succeeds for me as a comedy, but definitely um, because one doesn't so much that it's just like wow this this is like a breath of fresh air and. Um, no, I. If we want to sort of conclude our thoughts on, not to be too like, no, but yeah, we to want about,
0: to. I, uh, if we want to move into. And we can and always refer. To, we could always refer back to the first one. If we, feel we, like can we can always refer
2: back, even it. in a different episode. We can mm-hmm. always refer back to. It's it's true, true, it's true.
0: <laughs> Peyton's been doing it every day of her life, so it, you know. I <laughs>
3: truly have. <Yeah>. Um,
4: <laughs> Let the momentum of the car do the work for you. It's all in the wrist. Not bad. Now, you want to see a thing of beauty?
6: Bingo, bango, bongo. That's good. It's good to be positive despite making zero progress in a year.
1: You thought that they had disappeared forever. But this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, the Four Horsemen. And the Girl Horsemen.
4: Are you listening, (sighs) Horseman? You will get what's coming to you. Thank
2: you, everybody! In
4: ways you can't expect. Hey, it's great to be back.
5: Now the greatest magicians in the world are my magic trick. Everyone get off the stage. We
4: jumped off a rooftop in New York. Where the hell are we? We landed
6: in China. How, How is this possible?
1: This is simply
4: my move. Next one is yours.
6: Somebody got the better of us, okay? Somehow.
5: Yes, you were lured into a trap.
6: Ta-da! This is
5: the key to every computer system on the planet. I want you to steal it for me.
4: You people are still gonna play a little game?
6: I know you will. We're going out with the show. People will never forget.
5: do that myself.
4: Thanks for having us. Not long ago, we were tricked.
3: Let's go. Let's go. So it's only fitting that we do the same thing to the person who did it to
0: us. Damn, it feels good to be back.
5: Hello, hello. Stop. Make it go up.
4: There's always More than what's on the surface.
3: Yeah, no, I think that I completely agree that the set pieces in the second one are far better than the ones in the first one. Like you get the action, even the first like scene where they're at that like expo thing and it gets hacked and like that becomes a whole situation is much more like as an event of like, this is the trick, this is the situation more gripping than any of the set pieces from the first one. I think Mm -hmm. what I, I think I disagree about the comedy aspect of the second one where it feels like the cootiness of like, yeah. Like of Chase's character is like, like it's really broad comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm forgetting her name again, Lizzie Lizzie Kaplan?
0: Kaplan. Yeah.
3: Yeah those two characters just feel so on paper for me right? that I'm like like it bothers me like when I'm watching no, I'm like okay but I think both movies are really fun entertaining just like comfort movies for me I like intend to rewatch the second one again soon just because I'm like oh I've been missing out on it a little right. bit um, these are think perfect any
0: movies Oh, these are perfect okay. tnt movies in the sense of you just throw them on you're just like dope all right that's yeah. like i can check my email i can uh do my laundry and i just have this so dinner yeah right, right right right
2: right yeah this is like an audiobook to pr too where it's just like just have it on the car it's just yeah
0: you know, exactly
3: you, just, you know where you
2: are exa- in every moment uh, another
3: thing i'm not ashamed to admit is that i just listen to this like to the score
0: yeah, yeah, it's a Brian Taylor score. Time. Like, it's all right. It's yeah. So, it's, it's pretty good. good. Yeah. He's the so definition good. of a journeyman. He just yeah, no, like for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Uh,
0: um, I brought, brought him up before.
3: For me, it's my life.
2: For sure. No, and I brought him up before. And the writer, Ed Solomon, he has like it's such a funny. I mean, there's like thousands of screeners who just like work on like a little bit of everything, but he's worked on No Sudden Move, uh, Bill and Ted. <laughs> Men in Black, oh, Charlie's Angels, and the Super Mario Brothers. And then this, which like
6: okay, content well, filmography. Yeah, right. This is, wait, like, wait, wait,
2: wait. The it's super varied. Bob Hoskins Super Mario Brothers? That's the one. Whoa. Yeah, right. So he's like <laughs> always he's like been around for decades too. And this is like uh like, clearly like people who uh, are coming in from various projects like Brian Taylor at Solomon. Louis Lutier, yeah, these are right? all journeymen just, yeah right
0: Exactly. us and like these are all these are all very like people who who have like mm-hmm. move on to the next thing almost immediately
2: um you know some moment similar to when you reacted to melanie laurent seeing katrina Balf in shressler's airplane did you guys catch her like that was kind of crazy that
4: is
3: i don't oh, know she who was... that is
2: oh my god okay well uh
3: Wait, what's her name? I'm Googling. Uh,
2: Katrina Bell. She was nominated for an Oscar for Belfast. Uh, she was the mother in.
0: I didn't watch. Oh, wait, no, Belfast, she wasn't.
2: So... Oh, she wasn't nominated. Uh, my mistake. But anyway, it doesn't matter. She was in Belfast, and uh, she's an Irish model.
1: Oh,
2: I'm gonna cut this.
3: <laughs> why?
2: You're. Why I... No, 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 no. I, I was. Why am I passionate <laughs> about an actress in Belfast? Like this is even worse
3: now.
0: <laughs> well, when you said Irish model, I'm like, oh, I know why. <laughs> no.
3: Right. No wrong. I
2: yeah.
3: think I mean we didn't really talk about Daniel Radcliffe, but I loved him in the second mm-hmm. one. I think it's perfect. And I think it's just such a fun, obviously everyone's association. He's never gonna be able to outgrow the Harry Potter Association. So, just like Oh, that, okay. Out, so.
2: I thought he was in something magic before this. I get it now. That yeah. was a. Right, right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> all right. So he's been around this this sort of field. So
0: tour. fucking funny, Jack.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Just oh, I thought it was
2: franchise. like another indie project that was like a little smaller, but yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. No, no. You got to be oh. about it.
2: Speaking
0: of movies that don't have a writer, funny enough, no one wrote <laughs> Harry Potter.
2: Didn't not we just do this anything. like in another episode? Like just recently? we did, and I'm bringing it back again. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're not
1: adaptations.
2: <laughs> They're not. Yeah, they were original ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. No, yes. I love Radcliffe. I love Radcliffe in this. He it's is fantastic. very good. In- and also, it's one. of This. Oh, go. Ahead. This is the same year as uh Swiss Army Man. So it's like now, like gotten That's Harry Potter out. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny if it, yeah, it's like the same character um you know gotten harry potter out of his system like he can do what he wants and it's like these are two very interesting roles like to see him play the villain like that's very cool yeah. well it's interesting because
0: yeah. i think people at the time were like you're are you doing now you see me too come on you just got out of the harry potter mm-hmm. you just like you were able to escape the franchise studio machine why would you do this and then when you watch her, you're like oh because he wants to play a villain like when is he gonna yeah. have a chance to play a villain like he I mean, I'm not saying this was necessarily a passion project. I'm pretty sure the check was nice. But I'm I, I understand why he would even say but why he would consider it. Because I thought he could get a better like a bigger paycheck somewhere else. But like I think I, it makes sense why he was like, I have never had to play a villain. This is great for my brand as well, because it's like when it's just yeah, like when is the when is he gonna have the opportunity to play the full on villain? Like I think um, like
3: similarly, it's like Morgan Freeman. One of my favorite things about Morgan Freeman is that he's in all these very acclaimed movies and then he's also in like Now You See Me and Bruce Almighty and like stuff like that.
0: Dolphin Tales too.
3: <laughs> exactly. But I you love wanna... Morgan Freeman's character just cuz he's always like sassing everyone and it's just funny. Yeah. T- I think that's the funniest part of both movies is just Morgan Freeman's like attitude. Like he just constantly mm-hmm. has an attitude with everyone.
0: In the first one, there's a moment where, like, Mark Ruffalo, so, like, this is, like, right before, like, right before they open the safe, Morgan Freeman come, uh, like, comes onto the (laughs) scene, and Ruffalo's like, what are you doing here? And Morgan Freeman's basically calling him, like, you're a dumb motherfucker, you're so stupid, and and Mark is like, I'm not stupid, you're stupid, we're ahead of you now, we know exactly what's happening, you've been, you know, you thought you were ahead of us the whole time, well, now we're ahead, so you, you know, I'm not dumb, and and Martin like, open the safe, <laughs> and he yeah. opens the safe, and he's like, oh, and like Mark, it, it's, it's so, it's so stupid because Ruffalo is so like, I don't know if he's good. One or of not. our favorite
2: actors, we should say. Like, yeah,
0: I yeah, love Mark Ruffalo. It's, it's, yeah. I don't, I can't tell. He has no chemistry with or not. They have zero chemistry. There's no. a reason why she's not like, in the safe. It's terrible. Sequel. It's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. I don't, I think he's kind, he's so unhinged in the first one that I think Mm -hmm. it's good, but it's just, it's so, like, just the lines he's given, though, is just because he always has to, like, you know, oh, we're we're now ahead, and and I love how the movie explains why he's such a stupid character. Like, the twist is, like, oh, that's why he's, like, the dumbest FBI agent ever. Like, that's why, that makes so much sense now. I do appreciate that. I appreciate how the twist, how, like, it... Justifies a character being that truly stupid. Um, Right. It's like the incompetence
2: was all according to plan. Uh,
0: But yeah, I mean, Morgan Freeman just dunks on everyone for both movies. He's just like, you're fucking stupid. You're fucking dumb. You suck. You suck. You suck. I do like that Thaddeus is like,
1: no, I I
2: like that he's in between um, like the horseman and uh, like an outsider's perspective that he has this. Uh, this this um, control over everybody that he really is like the smartest person who like really has an idea of what's going on and um, until he doesn't beca- yeah until he doesn't yeah exactly and then uh no he's he's great he's like I mean him and Kane obviously like Dark Knight re- trilogy reunion and uh, they're sort of at the stage in their career in the early half the decade where they can just do whatever and like bring like some sturdy. Gravitas and like, well, yeah, like they they just know how to sell a scene. It's no, it's just it's just kind of a weird feeling to be like, yeah, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, like they're really really good in these, I think, and uh, yeah, they just they know how to play very intimidating and also like uh, comfortable very well.
3: Right, I think, uh, yeah, like, I mean, repeating myself, I think that that for me was the best comedic aspect. Was Morgan Freeman dunking on everyone? Morgan Freeman, like, just being like the sassiest character the entire movie. And also the fact that he was like live streaming from prison.
1: Yeah, that was he really has, funny. He has like a full yeah.
3: Mac computer, <laughs> what a, a stupid Toshiba flat movie. screen. <laughs> That's so fucking <laughs> that stupid. Like,
0: like, That's so funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, it it was one of those bathroom. prison
0: cells where I'm like, can I live there? that sounds that kind of looks nice you know it's yeah. just like tv like fucking computer all like all of the like he had like a nice like chair too i was like oh, yeah, that's, that's he like okay. mentioned
3: that when um when mark ruffalo came to visit him in prison he's like i'm missing out on the lobster because of this i know <laughs> it's I, like what is going on it's, so yeah funny. and it's not
0: like a white collar prison or a white collar prison either it was Again, movies don't make any sense. Like wh- whatever, it's <laughs> it's fine. I don't. I I never really care about that shit. I Never care about. Oh, what? The only thing I ever care about, like when it comes to like plot holes, is if character, what, like what characters do, and if that's in line with their character. But when it comes mm-hmm. to like logic stuff, I don't give a fuck. When if it's it's like logistical, like how did that happen? If this happened, I'm like I don't care. Um, yeah. Because yeah, that know, just feels tiresome.
3: Yeah. I.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've talked about the plot hole culture so much that it's just completely—it's right. unnecessary. But that just absolutely sucks. and like around Anything, this yeah.
2: time, like there is obviously that that rise on the in the internet film criticism when it's just like, uh, you know, now you see me too explained, and it's just like a whole bunch of uh, everything wrong with missed, now or, you see me too right in everything five wrong it's, right, or it's just like, guys, we we gotta find something else. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: So it's such a did shitty way of watching movies.
3: Right. That they're planning a third one?
2: Yeah. That yeah. Wait, they, Benedict production? Cumberbatch? Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah, yeah.
3: Really? Um, yeah. I had no idea.
2: <laughs> well, I don't... That was announced,
0: like, after it came out. I don't think there's mm-hmm. been, like, any actual movement on it.
2: No, it's been in
3: I saw, development from, yeah. like,
2: since 2 came out. Which is super interesting. Because did... the turnaround from um NYSM coming out uh and then this like being announced for the sequel it was like pretty fast cuz i think did they just both do made... an
0: acronym for now you see me well, no we're going <laughs> well, to okay. it's second. on the poster did you do also... NYSM <laughs> yeah i'm hanging up i'm, I'm okay. hanging up NYSM right. we need a we need a acronym between this uh, and case
2: af- 2 like my I, i'm i i'm like on a hot seat right now
0: Acronym culture. Let's figure out what we need to actually have an acronym for. It. Now yes. you see me is not one of those things.
2: <laughs> well, what if I need to refer to now you see me and like I do so very shortly, and someone's like, "Oh, I know what Jack's talking about," and then you know, it's
0: I want in you. My it, it, yeah. You have a roommate, right? You have a roommate. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is your roommate in the house right now? No. Everyone's no? In bed. When they when they come home. I want you to just say, Hey, have you seen NYSM? And I want you to tell me if they, if they know what you're talking about. I
2: will. I promise you.
0: Okay. Thank you.
2: All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll share an update uh, next episode. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, they uh, these movies made the same amount of money, like a little over 300 million. So it's like, it's it's interesting. They have an audience, and they made their budget back, right?
0: Uh, the thing about equal, the interesting thing about the sequel box office is that it made. I think the most profitable territory was China. Like they made the most money from China. Uh, more domestic, mm-hmm. more they made more from China than they did domestically, which is not a super common thing, um, especially for American films. Um, but it was so. It is. And it makes sense why they shot it in China. I mean, I think this is also the t- like twenty sixteen is really the time where people like were like, we just need to have one set piece in China, just one. You know, I don't care how it happens or whatever. We need to appeal to the Chinese, uh, you know, Ch- Chinese audience because that's like a huge deal um, at that time. I think it's they kind of stopped that now too because it's like, is, is this really necessary? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like we can, we don't need like one set piece in China to like make like to want to have like Chinese audiences want to see this like that's it was such didactic thinking in the first place
2: I think we talked about something similar on Transformers where it's like right action big spectacles would always play better overseas Mm -hmm. right right and so but for some reason like would I actually
0: wanted to ask this at the beginning do you guys know any magicians right now that'd be
2: sick if I did no can you name one
3: the only the person I thought of is I don't think they have done anything since like 2005. But I was like, oh, Chris Angel.
0: That's the thing I only know Chris <laughs> Angel, yeah.
3: David Blaine or Dave Blaine.
0: David yeah, Blaine. Dave David Blaine. But those see these are guys. It's weird because we didn't even we didn't even really grow up with them. I didn't even watch their shit, but they were yeah. just so big at the time that we just know yeah. them in like because of its, the their pop knowledge. culture history. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah, I and not to
2: sound like to. I, I don't know. Not to millennial. be just disar- <laughs> Not, I mean, we're not millennial. Um, <laughs> not not to be too like. I don't, dismissive. I don't
1: know,
2: like, yeah, dismiss of them. It's um, they they haven't been relevant for a while. There's not no. a new crop of magicians <laughs> like taking the yeah. internet by storm. Yeah. Well, we were talking
0: about TikTok before we recorded. I bet there has to be a magic TikTok community. There has to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Magic talk?
3: <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh you want magic talk?
0: Yeah, I you know what? That'd be You're pretty sweet. You're killing me this episode, Draper. You're killing me.
1: case do NYSM magic
2: name. talk. I bet that's what they would call it, where it's like any magicians knows? on your feed. Uh, I bet there's
3: some dope on a magicians out there.
1: Talk? I, oh, talk.
0: I bet there's some want dope magicians NYSM talk. Out there. talk? <laughs> oh my god. I created NYSM, <laughs> talk. <laughs> N- uh, NYSM Talk. You are N NYSM Talk. You are. Yeah, just
3: talking to myself.
0: Yeah. I did subscribe to this one YouTube channel. If you were to see those videos, those like drive-thrus where they would play, play pranks on like the uh like the drive-thru attendant where they would like have like a uh like a no one would like no one's driving the car like it would pull up and there would be no one in the seat and the mm-hmm. like drive through attendant would just be like what the fuck and that kind of shit do you ever watch those b- videos
3: yeah i've seen those. yeah i've seen yeah
0: yeah i watched like a ton of those for like one year and never did it ever again it was very funny it was like that one like one year i was obsessed with those kind of videos and watched as many as i could and then i never did it ever again i have no no want to do it either. Like I don't want to go back to it. It was just a mm-hmm. weird. That's the closest thing I've been to magic in like the last ten years of my life.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just so removed from us. Um. Um. But yeah. Uh. I.
0: I
3: would see a magic show, though. I would say Could I would. I, ab-
2: I would absolutely go to a magic show because it's just like I have no interest in trying to play above the magician. <laughs> and I have no curiosity in how to solve them and because I don't want to be above them or solve them. It's like, just do your thing. Like, like, let me yeah. be impressed. I will be your most supportive audience member. Um, cause it's just like, there's I'm just so easily magic. wowed. And like, yeah.
3: yeah, there's a magic, like, I don't club like venue, I guess is the word I'm looking for. There's a magic venue in Boys Town in Chicago, and I walked past it the other day, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm going to <laughs> So I will have to report. You poke your head in, and
2: magic. it's just like, we are the Four Horsemen." You're like, uh, what?
3: I would shit my pants. <laughs> I would lose <laughs> control of all of my faculties. It would be an embarrassment. Yeah. But um, it's like in the basement, too. So oh, that's, like very a basement that's very punk rock. Like You have to go like down to go in there. So yeah, never, like, go in base, I, never go into
0: a yeah. basement. Never go into a basement. <laughs> never go into a basement. Yeah, I watched Inglorious <laughs> Bastards too much. I Inglorious Bastards too much to not know that you don't go into a basement. <laughs> um,
2: that
3: you movie know, has I, a lot of warnings. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> there's a lot of red flags in there. Did you know yeah. film was flammable? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no. I was just gonna say something I found really funny about the first one. Um, you know, as as like especially criticize the look of it, it wants to present itself as like very slick and like modern uh
1: lens like flares. These
2: lens flares and like these magicians are like speaking to us like very intimately. Like there's no like very there's not a whole lot of showmanship as much as there is like a presentation of their magic acts, right? Right. It but then you cut like- to you cut to their technology and there's like Nokia flip phones and I find that very funny (laughs) where it's like a complete contradiction of um, like the technology. And I mean like it's 2013 so it's like phones are always going to be stuck in time and I just I was like "Huh, that's so interesting. It's so I I don't know the first one feels like
0: it robs all the fun of actual magic because even like I guess it's I'm just really thinking about it in comparison to the sequel because like in the sequel Mm. hair like they give Woody Harrelson a whole new bit to his mentalist act he does this like you know po like this poetry like rhyming words to like you know kind of put the to hypnotize people in the first in the first one he just like hits them and be like this is what you're gonna do now instead of just like yeah. you know we are we are sleeping we are eating we are feeling we are you know just like that kind of like rhyme like you know fucking Rumpelstiltskin shit and <laughs> it's more, I don't know, it just has more details like that. It has more fun with those kind of things. Um,
3: right. And
0: it's less obsessed with the TED Talk platform and, like, the TED Talk element, with it, which I just I really didn't like. I, I did in the first one. It's just because, like, like, you know, the Vegas one, you know, they're doing this drone shot. They're moving the camera all around. You know, like, they're coming around each corner. They're finishing each other's sentences. And it's just, like, why am I watching an Apple presentation? I'm trying to watch a movie right now.
3: <laughs> right they cut the um, fat for sure yeah.
2: right I mean that's my I mean that's my take I mean I'm... I think for me I think for me like that was just the look at the time and that's what they if they were to make the four horsemen feel like they had control of a room and people had and an audience put trust in them like that's in 2013 that was sort of the look that they wanted to go for to communicate that but that was my thinking
0: it's a fun thought experiment of what if magicians were this popular? And like, what yeah, if they no, had much of a stronghold in our culture? Um, yeah. It's really a huge, what if, I mean, and even the sequel goes crazy with it, where it's just like th- the entirety of London is obsessed with the four horsemen. Like the entire, yeah. one of the biggest cities in the world, one of the most culturally important cities ever. And they all, every single one of them, the kids, the you know, the, the <laughs> fucking doctors, the, you know, Everyone, they fucking love the four horsemen. They can't get enough of them. It, it's mm-hmm. it, all, of all races, class, religion, every fucking one. It's a demographic of everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: The, <laughs> everyone loves the four parties. horsemen. Yeah, yeah, it really, it is fucking crazy. I mean, uh-huh. I think it would kind of be true too if we had like, because they're you know, like real life vigilantes. Like they're almost like fucking like right. outlaws in the like. I think. It wouldn't be that crazy to think if like the plot of this film actually happened in our existence, that it would be, that they wouldn't be, they would be pretty popular.
2: I had a similar thought, but I think in the way that we've discussed other 2013 uh, American crime films, like Spring Breakers, Pain and Gain, uh, and The Bling Ring, where it's like, uh, this could be something where it's uh, ripped from the headline and you won't believe how tr- crazy this true story is. It's so crazy; it has it's it's an unbelievable true story or something like that. Um, like mm-hmm. magicians rob a bank. Like it it it, it has the feeling of uh, something that could be true, but you just have to like see it in a movie where it's like, "Whoa, this actually happened!" And it's like,
0: I guess that's not crazier than like a bunch of bodybuilders. Bodybuilders like had a huge criminal <laughs> enterprise or whatever. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do
2: you think Jesse Eisenberg, Morgan Freeman, and Mark Ruffalo shared any did Fitcher stories together?
1: I,
0: I so. bet. I bet yeah. Morgan Freeman didn't talk to a single fucking person on that set. It was rolling. <laughs> I mean, the thing. If you, I, out. Well, if you ever hear like in this, this is the era of him giving interviews where people are like blunt. Like, do you just do this for the money? He's like, fuck yeah, I just did this for the money. What are you talking about? Hell yeah, like. You think I did Dolphin's Tale too because of its artistic. Like, he would literally say in interviews, Yeah, I mean, this is, they gave me that, they gave me the bag, so here I am. And, like, it's, I, he's, he does not seem like a good person. And I also think there's been stuff about him that's not. Yeah, there's been
2: allegations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's uh, problematic. But, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, he's, it's very, it's, it's very hard for him to fuck up a performance, though. I don't think it's ever seen like a, bad morgan freeman performance if anything he's just morgan freeman and that's pretty okay like event mm-hmm. he's either good or morgan freeman those are his two modes
3: i think michael kane always plays michael kane yeah. i don't think i've ever seen a michael kane movie where i'm like no nah, it's it's not michael kane
0: i love how mean he is in the second one yeah it's really so despicable. fucking nasty
3: yeah i like that brutal
0: because in the first one mm-hmm. he's just like a schmuck in the sequel he's like I didn't care about you, your mom, you guys are fucking digits, you're nothing yeah. to me, like <laughs> I am the most rich asshole ever to exist, uh, you're mm-hmm. fucking pathetic, I'm gonna watch you drown and die. Like, I Yeah. I, they just kind of heighten everything in the sequel, which I think is apt for the film, like, you know, for the fucking they're trying to make ridiculous films, and I feel like yeah. the first one doesn't necessarily really...
2: I think John She was a really good for, choice for two.
0: Yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, like you know what? This
2: kind of reminds me of is the Mamma Mia movies, and your your thing about how theatrical. Here we go again. Is compared to right. the first one. Well, the thing is, it's interesting, but like Mama
0: Mia, and it actually, kind of kind of works because Mamma Mia, the first one, is more deranged. It's like fucking nuts. Like it, you feel like you're watching aliens perform, In the mm-hmm. sequel, it's more like, oh, these are like people. I kind it kind of works in that respect because like, especially like Mark Ruffalo in the first one is just a fucking madman like he is crazy. In the sequel, he's like, "Yeah, my dad died. I'm pretty sad about it." And you're like, "Okay, I can see that. Like, that's that's reasonable." The first one, he's like, "These fucking magicians, they're f- driving me fucking nuts." Like, they're just like he's going nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, he's absolutely unhinged. Um, I really like. I surprisingly he was touched by the beginning of the second one like i think that they got a really solid kid actor for mm-hmm. the like entry like the recreation of lionel his dad's like death i think the kid actor does a really good job especially at the end of trying to hold him back i don't know i was like kind of like oh okay movie all right i guess you're yeah i guess you're figuring out a tug how- i don't know how you're tugging on my heartstrings for now you see <laughs> me too but i guess you are
2: yeah and you're like not expecting it to start out that way either so you're like kind of
0: caught no hard. Um, but yeah, I, I, I for sure like the second one more, um, even though I, it kind of, think... s-
2: it kind of sucks how they waste on the way thing too. Like, oh, she just, she's just like pushed the side for, um, for being another FBI agent and similar. Oh yeah. 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 I'm yeah. sorry. I just yeah, had to think wrong.
0: about who you're talking about for a second. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I don't, it doesn't really make sense why the FBI is in, included in the subplot. They don't, it's really unnecessary. Mm -hmm. for in the sequel because it's just like another thing they're not real characters it just doesn't it feels like such a unnecessary add-on um i also yeah i think both are also too long they should not be two hours they should be like an hour 40
3: yeah the second one is like two hours and 10 minutes 10 minutes
0: yeah
2: it's super (laughs) interesting we're just like wow they really wanted to like pack a lot and cut out all um, like half of
0: cut out cut cut sorry cut out half of the eye stuff and you'll be fine like right. all the mythology shit is kind of dumb i don't like it it's fucking like you know like how and they did that same old shtick with like oh you know the the uh you know the old asian woman actually spoke english the whole time and i that that fucking cliche sucks so bad um, it's like she was just pretending not to know english it's like why why what, what's the point of this what's <laughs> right Right. This
2: doesn't do anything.
0: It's just something it's like, just like something like that reveal. is um,
2: it's like worse than having plot contrivances because you feel even that decision doesn't. Oh, yeah. Like, the I don't. Yeah.
0: It's it's one of those things where it's just like this just feels like. I don't know, so it so easily
2: could not have been there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it feels yeah. vaguely racist where it's just like, oh, it's like a t- plot twist that someone knows English. someone knew another language what like especially the also the like oh mark ruffalo actually knows mandarin isn't that crazy it's all those kind of shit that just it's always bad it's always just like okay we get it
2: Mm -hmm. um like there's no way to pull off a reveal like that and it has this it's not satisfying it just feels so unnecessary it's
0: like why just they're just part of the eye why does that have to be this big twist no one fucking cares about the eye I think that's all. I, I always find it funny how writers and like studios misinterpret what people interested in for like the sequel. Like no one came to now. Now you see me to Asking questions. What about the eye? What's with the eye guys? What's the mythical organization? The eye. We need to know more. I'm just, I have so many fan theories about the eye. What are the, what are the eye? Who are the, who, who's part of the eye? Like no one cares. That's, that wasn't the appeal of the fucking first one. It's, it's the dumbest lesson to take from that. It's like, people liked the first one because of the eye. The (laughs) eye. We keep talking about the eye. It's like, don't fucking
2: People can't get enough. Like, there's a whole harsh line about the eye, yeah. Right. And Um, I'm not
0: saying that that, the eye shouldn't be in the sequel or whatever. I get the idea of it, but it's like, it's so much of it, it feels so unnecessary. Have you been talking to the eye? Why are you talking to the eye? I'm part of the eye. I'm listening to the eye. Like, it's so fucking... Ugh.
2: Uh, To go back to nysm too uh for a oh sec God. um i saw i saw that there on a few layerbox reviews like there was like bickering about why include the scene when they steal the chip and from
5: for uh, for cool. like
2: all the yeah it's good it's, I, I thought it was rad yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, it's like i don't know cool. it's like yeah it's um it's creative like there's fun camera choices and uh it People are like, okay, step too far, and it's like, I don't,
3: I don't know. I it's the most creative thing they did in yeah. the entire
2: franchise. <laughs> yeah,
3: live a little. <laughs> like that's Just the thing. little. Like, I'm,
0: yeah, like the whole. Idea, I don't know. It's like I, I don't like the idea of like turn off your brain and have fun. But if it leads to the most like the most ima- like one of the most imaginative and coolest set pieces they've ever done, I don't fucking care how they get there. I don't Mm. care what is necessary for that. If it's cool and it's rad and it's visually inventive and it's interesting. Fucking that's what the movies are for, man. (laughs) The movies. It's like the whole point. We want to watch cool scenes that have cool things in them. I mean, like you don't need it. It's like not one of those things where you need to turn your brain off or anything. It's just like a cool thing happening in front of you that has like, it's very, it's also very fluid. Like, you know exactly what's going on. It doesn't do all these crazy cuts where you're confused on what's happening. Like, it, it follows the card through in the entire sequence it's all and it's always just you know and it's full of surprises just in the sense of like who are they passing it to which way are they passing it the, the way they're passing it um I don't know I fucking dug it
2: yeah yeah and and um I saw that a few people were like in Mark Kermud's review which I watched like he was saying that scene goes on too long. And it's like, I, I mean, if there's choreography involved and there's, this is clearly mapped out to go from one person to another, I, I don't mind how I, I'm not clocking it. You know, it's right. Uh, this isn't something I'd cut from the two hour, 10 minute runtime. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I also saw that Amanda Seyfried and Andrew Rasbro, Olivia Wilds were all considered for, uh, Isla Fisher's wow. role, which, I was thinking, like, Amanda Seyfried, like, was considered it, and, like, circling around a lot of interesting parts in this era. Um, You know, we talk about Gatsby just recently, and she was up for um, uh, for Daisy, right? So it's, like, kind of interesting.
0: Oh, wait. So wait for the first one?
2: Yes. Okay. I for a minute, girl. like,
0: how did Lizzie Kaplan beat out all of those people? I mean, I love <laughs> Lizzie Kaplan, but <laughs> I don't think she's beating Amanda Seyfried. I mean, Janice from uh, Two
2: Broke Girls, yeah. <laughs>
0: right, 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 <laughs> right. Um. Wow. That's yeah. I would have prefer. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be mean, but I don't think I really like Isla Fisher as an actress. I don't. I've never really like liked the performance from her. I mean, I don't. I'm not like against her or anything. I I think she's fine, but it's never. She's either been, like I can either accept it or I don't like her. I actively don't like her in the film. Um, I like I don't her in hear- Wedding
3: Crashers.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. No, I lied. She's,
2: she's really it. funny in the Beach Bum. She knows what movie she's in. Yeah. Okay. She's
0: good that. She plays okay, mid being Six. too harsh. I'm yeah. being too harsh. No, you're right. Yeah. There's she does some good stuff. I don't. Know. I I guess it's when she I don't like her. I really don't like her. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I mean, similar with the thing that you said about Laurent and Ruffalo. Like they're just not directed well.
0: <laughs> I feel bad so so bad for Melanie in that movie. She is given. I don't even understand her character. I don't think mm. anyone understands her character. It's, a
2: it's super interesting because this is the same year as a movie we've covered, en- Enemy. And it's like two totally different sides of like how she can – how a great actress can be directed.
0: Similar movies, though, if you really think about it. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's Enemy and Now You See Me, very similar movies if you really yeah. think about yeah. it.
2: yeah. Um, uh, they both have the same exact ending. I don't know how that happened. Um, in, uh, I saw that Mark, Mark Ruffalo and Dave Franco in their big card, uh, like throwing fight. <laughs> Franco actually hit Ruffalo in the face and like got a, got scratched out because of one of the card throwings. And it's like, oh wow, that's actually kind of
0: interesting. I follow this dude on Instagram. He's like a. Tr- I, I think he's like I don't know. His like tr- his username is like Trick Shot or something. But there are these people who like throw these like do crazy tricks by throwing cards. It's the most awesome thing. Like cutting bananas, like having like having it fly between two quarters next to each other. Like crazy fucking shit. It's dope. If you, I, I, it's so cool to watch. I mean, I think it's also. I'm guessing it's also on TikTok. But like, there is some <laughs> really fun. You just like can watch that shit for hours just to see him make the most crazy shots with a card. So mm-hmm. that so that that's fun.
2: I like that. Yeah. Any skills? Like that, that I, I, I just like I am in complete awe of how someone can devote so much time to something it takes like so this. So long, like, wow, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. I, as yeah. someone who yeah, yeah.
0: shoots basketballs and like tries to make crazy shots, it takes so long. You have to have so much patience, and you get tired really fast. Um, so yeah. it's one of those things where it's like just flip flicking a card like that.
2: I don't have anything else jotted down though, um, other than. Everyone was er, like a few other, other rex reviews that I saw, it was like, why isn't this called Now You Don't? <laughs> like now you see me uh to oh,
1: like yeah, this was for this, uh, like yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. For like uh, another uh, uh, what what what's the um Robert De Niro, Billy Crystal um
2: movie? Uh, uh oh my gosh. Um someone's yelling at, at us right now, listening to this. Uh analyze this and analyze that. That's what that's yes. what they are. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. We so got, now you see It, it took a while, don't... but we got there. Yeah. Um it, this was originally gonna be called the second act. Now you see me, colon. Everyone would have loved that. That would have <laughs> it's very original and uh, and uh, not forgettable.
0: It's, um I, I need to have a sit down if every major studio had <laughs> And we're going to discuss this title shit. It's gone.
2: This tag, the taglines are
0: between the John Wick bullshit, John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum, and John Wick Chapter Two, and then John Wick. There's no and the Fast and Furious stuff, and it's like all of these. We need we need to get this shit in line, folks. (laughs) Stop it with the unnecessary like fucking taglines and subtitles, and have a consistent numerology uh, philosophy. Mm -hmm. Let's figure this out because I'm I'm done with it. I, yeah. Can't do it anymore.
2: <laughs> Zombie Land double tap. What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, I forget if we already asked you this. Uh, is there a reason why you've seen Now You See Me Two and YSM2 too, like so few times compared to Now You See Me the first, uh, the first act? Oh my god.
3: I don't know why. I have seen Now You See Me, the first one, so many more times than the second one. I think it might be because of the nostalgia aspect of it being, like, my comfort movie. But also, it's so
0: important for, like, a very important group of friends. Like, that's, like, a huge, like, that's a movie you guys shared together. That's very important.
3: Yeah, that too, for sure. So, I think that just, like, me associating it with it being my comfort movie and like rewatching it so many times and then never really thinking to rewatch the second one. The right. second one, I, I guess, also because when I saw it that first time, it didn't stick with me in any significant way. So then I wasn't even motivated to rewatch it because of that. So, were you disappointed now, with the second one? I don't think I was disappointed.
0: You were just. I think eh. I
3: was just indifferent.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. But watching it now, I think that there's like. One of my favorite like discussions when asking anyone like their favorite anything is that there's a difference between something being like the best movie you've seen or like the best book you've read versus like your favorite. And so I'm oh, like for I think sure. that between the two the first one is my favorite but I think the second one is a better movie.
0: Obviously. Mm, yeah, like Yeah. My favorite television show of all time is Psych. The USA I love fucking Psych. Thank, okay, well, yeah. I mean...
1: Well, okay.
0: <laughs> I can... mean Okay, Bane, I think we should now... In, you know how we talked about the Rico Nasty Denzel Curry podcast at one point? Now we need <laughs> to do a psych Rico Nasty podcast. I don't know how those two intersect, but we'll I feel like work. we could... One one psych episode and one Rico Nasty song an episode. I think that would... And yeah. we'll just pair them up and we'll see how that works.
3: I'm down um, for that. But
0: that's perfect. No, I mean... You're Psych is so my cute. favorite. Thank you. Uh, Psych is my favorite show of all time. It's definitely not the best show I've ever seen. It's for sure, like right. I like as someone who's seen The Leftovers or fucking um Breaking Bad or some shit. It's like no, I mean that's like those are better television shows. But for me, like my but you know it is that comfort thing. It's the nostalgia. It's like you know fucking the CW shows I watched when I was younger. I have like a big like Supernatural. I have a big connection for me. Um fucking like Peaky Blinders, I guess, when I was in my more edgier age of like 16 and 15 or some shit where it's, it's all, yeah, it's for sure like when it connects you to a certain age, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost not even nostalgia at that point. It's just, it's just like,
2: it's familiarity.
0: Yeah. It's just like, it. it it's just that connection to you that it just, it re- represents something. It's not mm-hmm. just like, oh, I remember it. It's not even like oh I wish I was I w- I wish I was 13 again or something. It was just more of like I'm so familiar familiar with this that it just it doesn't. There's no conscious choice or something like Peyton. You said like it's you weren't consciously not choosing. Now you see me too. You were just like I'll just watch. Now you see me. Like why yeah. not? Like it, it's
2: it's so it's like muscle memory. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that idea too that people will, re- will rewatch TV so so much where it's just like this is. Like, all I know, I need to, like, live in this world so much that I just can't, like, go to something else and try, I mean, not, like, putting down rewatching television, but it's, it goes back to that same familiarity idea. Um, I've seen
0: every episode of Psych at least three times.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Should we get to
0: favorite scene? Maybe? Yeah, let's do, let's let's do favorite scene of the
2: first one. Yeah, first one and and then the the second. second Exactly. Absolutely.
3: Uh, Okay. Peyton,
0: since these are your movies, we won't give you...
3: My favorite scene... I have to discern favorite scene versus favorite moment. But I think my favorite scene from the first one... You can do both if you want. It's fine. Okay. Well, I'll do both. It's your movie. (laughs) My favorite scene is the Dave Franco-Mark Ruffalo battle with the cards and the sink and...
6: Clear. Standing by for
4: six. You little shit. You little shit. What game you playing? What game you playing? We're all good at six. Move to seven. Copy
6: that. Go to seven. Go, go, go. No! Go. No! No! Come No! Back! Come back! Come
3: that theatricality my favorite moment so much fun and i cannot explain why actually i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat and i'm gonna give two favorite moments both not even being dramatic chills give me chills the first one is after they leave the police station for the first time after they get caught and they're just walking they're just like walking to the car and the score (laughs) plays for the first time and i just get chills So that's the first moment, and then the second one is after they, the the set piece where they like rob Tressler, and then they just go, "We are the Four Horsemen." Good night, and they get lifted up by wires. Chills. So those two moments in that. Those are
1: good
2: moments. Formative,
1: formative. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The quarterback thing is so funny. It's so so the free like freeze and like kill a quarterback and they all come flooding from the audience it's really fun yeah and i don't
3: know if it's because i've seen the movie so many times but during that like where everyone's rushing the stage there's this blonde woman who jumps in starfishes so aggressively that her body turns into like a sea before she like lands on top of the pile it's the funniest thing i was like that extra was like this is my moment
0: um It's the Jesse Eisenberg um, interrogation with Mark Ruffalo. That's really fun. Yeah. Uh, A lot of, just so much arrogance and pompous and just like, you're not, you can't catch me. Who's going to believe you? That's when, see, I wish, like, the reason why, another reason, I hate to just keep saying why I like the second one more, but it's like, you get more of that Eisenberg. You get more of, like, cocky, just like, I'm the best There is, uh, I can do anything I want. I feel like there's, you can't touch me. Um, you just get more of that energy in the uh, second one. Um, but no, I mean, I, and also, I mean, who, no matter if you hate or hate or love these movies, you can't deny that the first, like him switching the handcuffs onto Ruffalo isn't fucking awesome. That's yeah. such a, I don't know. That's just so cool. It's like a cool moment. It's the idea of it is insane. It's, it's just, a good bit. It's a, it's lot a of good fun. bit. Yeah, it's a good yeah. bit. It's a good bit. I love the handcuff shit in both of the movies. And right. anything with handcuffs is
6: really funny. I'm sat in that chair before you. Mob bosses, murderers, and thieves. Oh. And you know who put them there?
4: The guy who's sitting in this chair. So I warn you. I can maintain my resolve much longer than you can maintain that phony arrogance. And the
6: instant that you even show the slightest crack in that smug facade, I'll be there. I will be all over you like- Like white on rice? Sorry, that's unfair. (laughs) Let me warn you, I want you to follow because no matter what you think you might know, we will always be one step, three steps, seven steps ahead of you. And just when you think you're catching up, that's when we'll be right behind you. And at no time will you be anywhere other than exactly where I want you to be. So come close, get, get all over me because the closer you think you are, the less you'll actually see. I'm gonna nail you. Something wrong with that soda, miss? of magic always be the smartest guy in the room
2: yeah, i was it. oh i was actually also gonna take the interrogation
0: <laughs> hell yeah i can pick something else
2: yeah no i this is my turn to pick something else absolutely but probably like their first big performance altogether like in the very beginning of the in the Vegas um yeah because it's
0: with the it's, it's, French safe and everything
2: yeah where it's like oh because it, it, it like sets I mean even even if we you know we've talked about the tone of these and uh how, and why we prefer the second but I think that 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 performance does, in the set piece does a pretty good job of like explaining the the tone of them and sort of how seriously the horsemen take themselves um, and how much of a thriller the movie thinks it is. But, but yeah, like it has this like knowing quality to it.
4: Tonight we would like to try something that will, well, set us a bit apart.
5: For our final trick, we're gonna do something never before seen on a Las Vegas stage. Or any
6: stage for that matter. Ladies and gentlemen, Tonight, we are going to rob a bank. That's a lot of excitement for a crime.
5: I'm getting excited. What about you, people?
1: sir, uh, there's
6: absolutely no recording allowed during the performance.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Let me just put this
4: away.
6: Actually, I need to take that. After the show, I can come and give it back to you.
1: Okay. <laughs>
6: okay, okay. Now, please, please settle down. Now, now, who here has a bank they would like us to rob? Right uh, here. Okay, uh, that's, that's a lot of people with the vendetta, so we'll choose one at random, then. My, my associates will make sure it's random, right? Elvis, help me out, bud. Thank you In Jack's Bowl are ping pong balls with section numbers. Jack, can you hand me a section number? Thank you. We are looking at section B. Where is section B? Okay, there. It's going to be one of you guys. Get ready. All right. I don't know why everybody's happy. It's, it's only them. Merritt, can I get a row, please? Thank you, Merritt. We are looking at row number five. Where is that? And uh, Henley, could I please have a random seat number? Ah, lucky number 13, B513, where are you? Sir, <laughs> sure, please stand up. Ah, there you are. Hi. Could, and could you just confirm for me that this is in fact your seat, B513? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Now, could you please tell us your name and the name of your bank? Well, my name is uh, Etienne Forcier, and my bank it's uh, Crédit Républicain de Paris. French, okay. Uh, We were hoping for something a little more local, a kind of mom and pop credit union with no security, but that's fine. Uh, Promise is a promise. Could you please come up to the stage? We'll uh, we'll rob your bank. And and while he does that, um, there is someone here tonight without whom we would just be four magicians working the circuit, trying to get, well, actually trying to get here. You probably know this man, if not from one of the many, many companies he puts his name on. He is our friend, he is our benefactor, Mr. Arthur Tressler. Please stand up, Art, please stand up. The only man here with the queen's cell phone number. (laughs) Next, please stay standing, Art. Um, I want to say that when we came to Mr. Tressler, we promised that as a unit, we could become the biggest name in magic.
5: So we wanted to say thank you, and by the way, Art, you notice on the sign out front, we made sure we put your name on top.
4: If you turn out to be as good as you think you are, dear girl, that won't be necessary much longer.
5: We haven't done our closer yet. Why don't you watch it and then you can decide for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, Arthur Tressler. Thank
6: you, and of course, once again, the Cardinal of Clairvoyance, Merritt McKinney. At the end, uh, what
4: Jack is bringing to the stage now is what we in the magic world call a teleportation helmet. You will need to wear this, as it will allow you to literally fold through space and time to your bank in the 8th? ninth. Yeah. around this month. Now, uh, once you were there, we will be able to speak with you through this helmet. Now, it, oh, oh, my God, that's beautiful. It has the added attraction of being very stylish. It's about time the French learned from America on that subject. Is that a Thank beautiful you. piece of headgear?
6: It is. Thank you. Thank you very much. May we? May we. But before you go anywhere, could you please pick a card, any card? Not that card. Oh. No, that's okay. Uh, it's an old American joke. You can take that one. <laughs> okay. There you go. Now, show it to your friends in Section B there, but but not to us. Yeah. Okay, great. Now, if you could just sign your name yes. there. Uh, in English, if possible. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Thanks. Put it in your pocket.
5: And now for one tiny detail.
4: Let's step into this Hakamami contraption, and I'll step off of it. Bon chance. It's 11:50 p.m. here in Vegas. That's 8:50 a.m. in Paris. Your bank opens in less than ten minutes. One, two,
1: three. Oh. What the fuck?
4: Whoa. Wow. Etienne? Etienne. It wasn't Etienne? supposed to happen like that, was it? Etienne. I like that little French guy. Where'd he go?
6: Wait, there he is. No, 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 please, please, please. This is Daniel Atlas, can you hear me? Etienne, are you okay? Yes. Perfect. What, What do you see in there?
1: Money. Is this real?
6: yes looks like three million or so euros
1: worth
6: (laughs) okay now, now now here's what we're gonna need you to do I want you to take the card that you signed out of your pocket and I want you to take the ticket stub from tonight's show and I want you to put it right there in the middle of the money now drop it On the side of your helmet, you should feel a button. Don't press it just yet. Now, that button activates an air duct that connects Paris to to Las Vegas. Okay, good. Now you can press it. All right, now, Etienne, hold on tight. You might feel a bit of a vacuum. Wait a second. Good
1: night. Good night.
0: can we talk about how weird it is that common is in the first one no yeah <laughs> 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 right we didn't even touch on the yeah
3: this
2: is right well he
0: has like five lines Yeah, and the and honestly the biggest thing he does in that movie is be hypnotized and start playing the uh start like air playing the violin which is good bit that's a good, very right. good bit.
2: yeah yeah it's a good yeah yeah no, uh.
1: um
0: i love i also love it the french guy <laughs> like the moment he like the dude says bullshit in the i think mark Ruffalo says bullshit in the um in the interrogation room the french guy like stands up on the thing and starts doing it i think that's mm-hmm. just, i don't know it's all the uh, hi- the hypnotist shit is all is all this is fun it's just a fun mm-hmm. um bit yeah. I, I do love the amount of bits they have in both movies. I got it. You have to appreciate the bits. Mm-hmm. A lot of bits. Should we move on to favorite scene for number two? Yeah. Peyton, you have the floor for the, your favorite scene in the second movie. Okay.
3: Favorite scene. I think, I think quite predictably is, is the card scene just cause it's fun. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, I know that I'm sure that's going to be. Yeah.
2: I'm a self parody, you team know, team. like I'm, Yeah. <laughs>
3: Because, I mean, that's, like, the definitive moment. Like, that's what everyone <laughs> associates that movie with. If I'm talking yeah. my favorite moment, it's when Jesse Eisenberg makes the rain stop.
6: I've been told I have some control issues. I've learned that it's really, really hard to control people. So I'm going to try to control something that's a lot easier than people. I'm going to try to control the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. Um <laughs> It'd be a little difficult to make it rain, right? That would be something that only God can do, right? Because I'm gonna do something that God can't do. I'm not just gonna make it clear up. No, 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 no. I'm gonna make it actually stop. I can God do that. Mm, no, I don't think so or what about make it make it go up
0: It's just that, you know, it's
6: unfortunate that it's the wrong kind of attention. Yeah, we need a fresher bird.
1: He's so cute. He's so
3: cute. Let's kill him, right? Mary. Move into
4: position. Got it, Dylan. Uh, I'm on my way. I'll see you there. Lula,
6: stand by, all right? Or what about just go, I don't know, just go insane.
1: Where you
4: headed? Please, bro, bro. you don't do tenis. this. North, south, east, east. Tower of London, Tower Bridge, near Tower Bridge, the Thames. Oh, you're going to the Thamesy-Whimsy. You're so easy. Bro, if there's any chance of us ever having a relationship, there's not. Where's your entry? South Bank, Gr- Greenwich? Greenwich. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. <laughs> Watch it, hobo.
3: Did I just take your so other cute. one, Clay? Kinda. Sorry.
0: No, you're I'm fine. I I it. mean,
3: Pretend I never No,
0: started. no, 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 no. That's not you know. That's not the game. We play the game <laughs> seriously around here. No, but that's so. I saw I saw like a review. It's like that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And I'm like, okay, let's just fucking calm down. Like, what are you expecting from this movie? It's now you have seen me. Like, come on. I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't, and also now to you see dumb... me too. Like you know what kind of tone it's these movies right. have. Like
1: it's the
0: sequel. Also, he... I have seen plenty of dumber shit than that. Like I don't even understand that. Like do you just not watch a ton of, Do you just not watch movies a lot because that's like, I mean, I'm not saying it's not dumb, but it's not. It's comparatively, it's nowhere near like the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It was like okay, right? Um, but no, that moment. I think it's also just again, it's well, it's just well shot. Like it's more, it's way better shot than, um, fucking. Uh, the car commercial cinematography in the first one.
2: What if someone comes up to you, like you're meeting a new friend or like you're on a date and they just ask you, what's your favorite scene? And now you see me too. You'll have an answer ready to go. This is what this is good for Like this is the kind of work we're doing. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, like, PR, right, like, that's... Yeah, if anyone I mean, you asks you that person, question yeah, just you're, you're,
0: randomly, you know you met yeah. the right person. Yeah, you're yeah. just like, okay, If someone's this...
3: asking you that, it's either me or my soulmate.
0: <laughs> oh, I have a random question. Peyton, when you have no, said you... to people, your favorite movie is Now You See Me, what is the reaction?
3: They're like, oh, really? That's, like, a fun one. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I I can tell when someone's being sincere, when someone's like, oh really? And I'm like, yeah, no, it's a math. Oh, that
2: one? And they give like an eye roll, yeah, like, uh, whatever.
3: Like, my favorite movie is There Will Be Blood. I'm like, okay.
2: <laughs>
1: don't nice. make fun don't of know. jack
0: like that don't make fun of jack like that is that your favorite movie jack no it's not i, I don't no, know it's not oh, I it just sounds. it's just i it's like there be blood i don't, don't know
2: <laughs> i've never That's i don't remember saying movie, it's my favorite yeah. course,
0: but... <laughs> no i just i just imagine jack you know someone asking him well what's your favorite movie like you know I'm, I'm my favorite movie uh, is
3: come and see <laughs> the movie is devastating
1: bro yeah, i mean if someone in the news, said that to
0: me i'm walking away I'm not like I'm not interacting with that person. that's your favorite movie, Jesus yeah, Christ,
2: right. I guess I just i I don't know for me, I just don't know like what's a common answer
0: uh yeah i I mean yeah. I guess it's like favorite. I mean that's why it's such a
2: great question, right that's um
0: well, what are we, common in like what demographic like the world or like common people? like the
2: artist. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know why I did that. Um, you are killing no. me this episode. Um, no, I, I just, I just mean any, anybody of like, because that's
0: like my mom, like yeah. anyone.
2: Yes, like your mom.
0: Well, you're gonna get a lot of Wizard of Oz. You're gonna get a lot of whatever Disney shit. You're gonna get a lot mm-hmm. of the Dark Knight or some bullshit. Um, <laughs> well,
2: that's you. Don't, don't make fun of yourself. Right, well, it used to be me. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah,
0: recovered right. now. I'm a recovered Dark Knighter. Uh. huh. Yeah. I still love that movie, but favorite movie of all time is a crazy take.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, I saw it enough. My favorite scene in the sequel. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, the 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 them getting kicked out of the. I, actually, yeah, like them getting kicked off the airplane. Even though I obviously knew they weren't dead, it is kind of just like fucked up when you start thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like if just imagine if it was real for a second, and you're just like they're seeing all of their friends literally get kicked out of an airplane to fall to fall to their deaths it's like that's kind of a nuts twist for like a pg-13 movie um or i guess it's not that nuts but like you know what i mean it's like it's pretty fucking morbid when you start thinking about it and like how they're having like champagne as like a whole like four different people are being or five different people are being murdered right in front of them oh isn't this nice (laughs) um it's very fucking funny I'm really curious what was in that champagne because it, it it tasted like shit. Apparently, I'm I was I wondering like it was if it was, if it was piss. <laughs> that would be. That's really a good. That's
5: a good bit. It's a good bit. You got what you wanted, so just mean you're like let's go. Knowing what you know about us, no, you sure, Chase? What should we do? Toss them out. Get your last words in quickly, everybody.
4: Oh, I'm having a day job boom This is how I kicked you out of the womb. In here. No, okay, wait. hit the road, Jack! No! No, no! No, no! Follow no. the ring, but not enough more! Oh, that was fun! Cheers. Well done, my boy.
5: Jeez, um... Oh. No, is it supposed to taste like that? No, it is not.
0: I wonder Um, who peed in the champagne bottle, though. That's my big question. Was it Dave Franco? I feel like Dave (laughs) Franco would do that.
2: (laughs) Like Jack was really like, "All right, guys, I'll take one for a team." You know,
0: just... <laughs> he's <laughs> so good in these movies. I wish yeah, he, he was more yeah. of an actor. I think he's a right? really no, good
2: actor, sorry. like in general. Like, it's um...
0: I wish he was in more things. I don't know why I said I wish he was more of an actor. He's plenty. Of, he's plenty of an actor. I just wish he was in. I don't know. Did anyone see him more of a chance? his
2: movie that he directed called The Rental? The re- I think no. no. It came out like Rise. The pandemic started. Uh, I always forget that he's married yeah. to Allison Brie too, which is pretty rad
0: two very translucent white people
2: oh
1: well,
2: translucent.
0: Trans- hey as a translucent white person myself I no can sh- also no
2: say- the introduction to walter i think it's, it's really radcliffe fun. coming in with all this like Swagger. charisma and just like it's a completely different shift like obviously in a few different performances after this as well um he'll show this new side and, and like he is now like the spoiled selfish billionaire who like we commonly associate eisenberg with so it's kind of right. interesting to see it isn't like...
0: that is interesting that is interesting yeah, yeah. um he plays the no, I, I think he's really, crazy, really tech mogul yeah and he's having fun it's you know yeah. it's just better when actors are having fun yeah. with what they're doing yeah
2: yeah visibly you can you can see that right um Ta-da!
5: working with
6: you.
5: Please come in. Come in.
6: Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Wait, sorry.
5: How are you working with oh, us? Well, inasmuch as a magician who pulls a rabbit from a hat is working with that rabbit. We'll be working together, yes. Um, allow me to introduce myself. Yeah, you're Walter Mabry. You died a year ago. Yes, an idea I got from you, Mr. Wilder. If fake your death and the world puts its guard down. I'm able to control quite a few companies, including my old partner Owens, as a a consortium of so-called anonymous shareholders.
3: And that violates how many SEC laws? I
5: believe it breaks all of them. <gasps> all of them. You see, you all want an audience, need one desperately. It's quite sad, really. Hence my ability to nab you. I, on the other hand, want the opposite of that. I just want to be, and and I am, 100% off the grid. You know why? Yeah, because the grid is for actual human beings. <laughs> No, because in a world of total surveillance, the only true freedom lies in not being seen. You can't control the grid from within the grid. Follow me. Yeah. Follow me. They're okay. Oh, yeah. you. Right. you pulled a hat out of a rabbit. That was very colourful.
6: Almost eight and a half years ago, so no need to bring that up.
5: we can't all be held accountable for our adolescent personas, can we, Magicolio? Mm-hmm. Magicolio. That was fifteen years ago. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love magic. Like you and many others who I suppose were not getting any sex in high school, I, um, I dabbled with it, but, uh, unlike you, I was able to transition upward towards actual magic. Science, you may have heard it called. So, would you like to know, my friends, just how I got you there? Um, we know how you did it. No, you don't. Yeah, you stole our files for the show, then stop. obviously hypnotized us. No, seriously, the strobe was a combo of
4: binaural beats as well as... Under- no, I said
5: it! Stop! You might not be having fun, but I am.
4: You have an unusual way of showing it.
5: So, how'd I do it? Easy. You see, magicians like to control other people's perceptions. In your heightened state of agitation, you saw the simplest cues, black tube, roof, and your mind's filled in the rest. The tube you meant to go down was 20 feet to your right. Come on, sit down, sit down. There's no one standing on your (laughs) I Don't mind if I do. Anyway, once in the tube, yes, you're right. Blah, blah, blah. The stroke contained UV letters pulsing the word sleep. And that combined with the sound, put you into an instant alpha pattern. And from then on, it really was just fun. And I can assure you, you don't know
2: what happened. We're recording this within a few days. Cause I just listened to it today of, um, Daniel Radcliffe and Daniel's, the flikers were on the a 24 podcast.
1: Oh, is he interviewing them?
2: Yeah. What is he doing? I don't know. Daniel. I didn't, I sh-
0: I sh- Has he been doing anything? Yeah, just one Daniel. Is he I, in I, the, I, I the, uh, the Woman in Black 3 or something? <laughs> Remember The Woman in Black? The horror <laughs> movie do. that was randomly in after Harry Potter? Yeah,
3: um, it was decently bad.
0: <laughs> I... That wasn't the even supposed money... to
3: be a bit. My processing, in my brain just moved really slow. Yeah, decently you... I... bad. S-
0: so you've so you've seen it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I saw it a while
1: ago.
0: Yeah. Though. Yeah. I honestly, there is no way me and Jack saw it, but I had a feeling you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I just for some reason that like that just seems horns. like the movie you would watch. Yeah. Does
2: Radcliffe have a sequel to The Horns lined up? Like I was just trying to think of. Oh like, God, It was anonymous. The Horns. Yeah. <laughs> Like Feels
0: like that was adaptation, written for David Tennant. I feel yeah. like it was written for <laughs> David Tennant. Like, oh, we'll get right close.
2: Insert any British actor. Yeah. It's like...
0: Um. Okay. Well, yeah. That's those are our yeah. favorite scenes from now. You
2: those Center are too. the now you see me movies. Uh, Payne and Thank you so much for being here.
3: Absolutely. Thank blast you for having, having me, me. Yeah. Absolutely. To preach my gospel.
2: <laughs> now you're making you the rounds to. like with other pods, like right. trying to fit in. Now you see me. However. Uh, <laughs> No, where can everybody find you? Like online and like whatever you're doing.
3: Like um just, at Pete like, and Danny on everything. Projects. And I had a very long writing hiatus, but I've just gotten back into getting published. So um I have a review yes. of the black phone on RogerEbert.com if anyone's interested it. <laughs>
0: I was so happy when I saw that, like just like saw like oh the black phone review written by Peyton Robinson? <laughs> Checks
1: <What>? Checks <laughs> fucking, Yeah.
0: I was just like, oh Roger, Ebert, this fucking rolls. I yeah, was so yeah, happy yeah, to yeah. hear that. Thank
3: Excellent. you. Yeah. Thanks, guys.
2: Now you're gonna read your review like right now. Go. Like, you know, as, <laughs> as it's it typed. Yeah. Yeah. You get you can you can do it for us now, so if you want to read it now.
3: Spoken
2: um, word. <laughs> yeah, spoken, spoken word review. <laughs> yeah. Just a really film criticism spoken gonna, word
0: film reviews sound like my name. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs>
2: no, no one should try that. Um, yeah, I can be found on Twitter, Jackade um, and on Letterboxd, Jack draper Seven. My film writing is at the Boston Hassle. This movie, these movies, are both available on Tubi. Uh, and then once you're done watching these, go explore everything else that Tubi has. It's it's rad. They're they have ads, but they're like very short ads um those are free movies right you don't have to pay anything for those like and they're they have really good movies and just fun it's fun to sponsor, I, I want to sponsor us honestly yeah.
3: i know i'm like they need to run you in that
2: yeah. <laughs> um do you know there's like a tubi you... sweatshirt that, like on the sleeve it says tubi like on the zip-up how hoodie? does like, bryden it's...
0: not have that why doesn't he sleep in that <laughs> Our friend Bryden Doyle is the yeah. spokesperson of Tubi. Host of, unofficial, major. Yeah. Unofficial, but yes, he is the spokesperson of Tubi. Um, that cannot, <laughs> uh, he Truly, truly, n- never. I, I secretly think he's the CEO of Tubi, but has never told us. Um, yeah. But I, i have my theory.
2: <laughs> and then, like, once he tell, once he tells, like, myself or anybody else to, like, watch like, on on Tubi, it's like, yes, of course. And we're it's like we're not saying because it's a recommendation. We're saying it because he's like the head of the company and. You know, it's all coming together. Um, next episode, it's actually the start of our action month. We're doing all yes. month long. Uh, very, very exciting to do a themed month. Once again, similar to when we did Horror Month. Um, to start things off, uh, and Johans will be back for Salt, the Angelina Jolie thriller. Um, yeah, I mean, just thrilled to have Jen back with us
0: oh thrilled i see what you did there play on words <laughs> thriller thrilled
2: all right you're out of the
0: curve you're a professional i appreciate your candor um yeah that's gonna be fun i we have some exciting guests lined up exciting movies lined up uh i think we're gonna have a pretty good spread yes of uh get a little films. from each
2: year a little bit from right
0: each yeah, country kind yeah, of, yeah 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 yeah, maybe hmm. uh we'll maybe. see yeah, uh-huh. yeah. um see. yeah i'm really pumped for that action is my genre so i'm ready for it uh speaking of tv watch drive the mark dukakis <laughs> uh or uh, or is it not dukakis no it's not i don't I forget how whatever watch drive the 19 1990s drive yeah not
2: the uh, not the with, K- kardim, with
0: kardim uh hardison and britney murphy that's a it's on tv <laughs> it's quite good um everyone follow me at birds of clay on t- uh twitter and on letterbox follow me at mr clay williams on instagram you can follow the podcast Twitter account at ET pod you could follow the pod or uh you could can- jesus christ i fucked up okay uh you can send us an email at <laughs> exiting through the 2010s at gmail.com uh you can leave us a review on on it and any podcast platform you list us on to please rate us five stars we greatly appreciate it Subscribe, retweet, share with a friend, do what you got to do to spread the work. Really appreciate it. Please, please, please donate to a local abortion fund, particularly in a state that is has trigger laws in effect. Uh, any money you can spare uh, would be really, it's kind of really, really necessary right now. Um, hopefully some of you can do that. I understand if you can't, financials are tricky, but please keep that in mind. Um, yeah, well, thank you guys as always, uh, and we'll catch you next time on Exiting Through the 2010s. Thank you.